yourself oh, too is just for, that for sure when you uh play games for a living or like when you get into i guess the game industry for like this is my job now it's sort of like that's like what it was for me of like uh, I, I can't i'm not gonna play games for fun anymore i don't know it's just one of those things three two one Welcome to Higher Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Robert Vinson, alongside Davis Wood, my co-host. Hello. Yeah, this episode uh, was really chill. Sat down with uh, one of my buddies from Coolidge, from Coolidge, uh, David Franklin. He's a game developer, and uh, you know I had some classes with him uh, back in the day. We took uh, some international studies classes together, so we always would banter back and forth politically and. We kind of went, uh, not in a political direction in this podcast, but we kind of started talking about education and stuff alongside with his his gaming background and what they're doing. Which, like, do you even know any game developers? Yeah, like, no, That no. was actually really cool. Yeah, no, he's the only one, so it was nice to actually sit down and, you know, talk with him about it and see the inside scoop, you know? It's, 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 it's really interesting viewing games from the eyes of the guy who develops games. Because right. it actually is not completely what you think. Like, I thought completely opposite. And then he says, actually, it's really more like this. So that that's actually really cool. You'll actually gain some really cool insight from the video game perspective. And then, yeah, talked about education. And uh, we talked about college and how important is it to certain people and uh, other things. We just kind of talked about stuff. It was just, a good conversation. It was a really good conversation, I thought. I had fun, and hopefully he'll sit down with us again. Um, we're going to get this up as soon as possible, but, uh, enjoy. Good right here, right? Yeah, you're okay, good right cool, there. cool. All right, we're live. Welcome, David Franklin. D what is Frank. up? What's up? This is my good buddy, D Frank. Welcome everybody to the Higher Frequency Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Vinson. Here you go, Davis. This, this is where you. He's pointing at me. Hello, yeah, everyone. I'm Davis Wood. I am the co-host of this podcast, Higher Frequency, and also and a beautiful right host over at Radio AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio 1620 FM 92.3. That's right. Tune in to Sports Trend 9 to 9.30 on Saturdays. This that, is my radio voice. I was going to say, that is a radio voice. <laughs> if I, if I, if I heard your podcasting one. voice. Oh, on. man. Dude, this is, is kind of like my tired voice now. It's just been a long day. I've been up since 4 a.m. Yeah. Doing yeah. work. You sent me a text when you woke up, but I was still awake and I didn't respond. God damn. I know. I know. That was 4 a.m. I know, it was 4.10. Dude, Far Cry 5 has been killing me, I swear. Have you seen it? I know I've seen it. I know. I haven't played trying it. Trying to ease into the I video games. I have played it personally. Uh, the thing is, with, uh, which I, I guess I'm in game development, by the way. My name's David. I'm a guest. <laughs> um, but the, <laughs> the thing is, uh, my 
partner Chris is a bit different. He did, he's more on the programming side. But for me personally, uh, once I actually got into game development, I started playing a lot less games, <laughs> just because like you don't have really time to it. And then, and then I got into I just started playing online games again, like, like within Steam. the past month, like Steam, and then like on Xbox. Um, but I got into a point where, like, for a year, the only time I would ever play a video game was, like, for research on the game I'm developing, and that was about it. Does that get uh, kind of, like, monotonous? Not really, because you kind of, like, uh, the only analogy I have is, like, uh, I guess if uh, you start, uh, someone, say, in film school starts learning more about film, and they spend part of the time, like, really looking at films differently, and sort of, like say like say watching a film they really enjoy again but through like a different lens and that's sort of what i was doing for like a year so you're just <laughs> of uh getting a deeper understanding really yeah like i would games. just play like so i'm developing a horror game and i would just play horror games and just sort of like it would take me like so like a much more time to complete it just because i was looking at it and just like looking at every single little mechanic and just sort of looking at it of like okay when I do this, this happens. Well, what if I try to break the game this way? What do they do if uh, I try to do that? Like, for instance, with a lot of horror games, it's more of like, it's based off the environment. So say your character, like, walks past a certain, like, say, hallway or something. Well, most time, if there's a trigger that initiates a sequence, either through, like, say, like, uh, an AI getting you or, like, a cinematic event, blah, blah. Is it and essentially so, like a uh, horror house? Kind of do. Essentially, sort of like that. Um, so it's a deal where it's like, say, for instance, I would test a game to say, like, what happens if I go into this sequence and I have the and I have the character turned the other way and I just go into it backwards, for instance. And a lot of games, they either automatically turn the camera around or they they put up a wall that's, that that forces you to eventually turn around and continue. So it's just little stuff like that that I was testing. I was mostly trying to break games for like a year. Um, trying to, like find glitches and stuff. Not yeah, not find glitches because it wasn't really glitch. It was more of like within the design. I was trying to find design flaws and like uh, like try to see, try to like break sequences and triggers and stuff. Um, again, of like uh, trying to like break it, like because I know this certain sequence is supposed to happen. Like say, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, like in a game, Layers of Fear a lot, they have the environment fuck with you a lot. Like they'll put up a wall where there wasn't a wall or like they'll like shift the environment in a different way. So you but don't know where to go. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of it depends on if the camera's facing the trigger or not. Uh, so it could okay. be a deal where you walk into the trigger and initiates or some games like you have to have the camera pointed at it. It just depends on what engine you're using. And I would try to just break it of like, like again, I would try to like, like I would try to like go into a sequence with the camera facing the other way and seeing if it would st if I turned around and see if it would do it anyway mm. so it's just stuff like that um, but no I've really gotten to I'm, it's really late but I really got into Battlefield 1 like within the past month no, because I started playing online games again that's like been the main game of action I'm playing it's actually been taking too much of my time yeah same with Far Cry that's what I'm saying that's why I was dude I'm, I'm a sports gamer personally yeah. I, I mean I, I, right now I've been playing nothing but MLB the show Right, the new one. I've been getting into more games now lately, and that's that's terrible. That's terrible for me. You're getting what? It's uh... into like different get like I've never played Monster Hunter before, but someone was like, "You got to play Monster Hunter World." So I tried it, and I'm like, "Oh god, oh I'm putting... shit, yeah, yeah, that'll take a shit ton of your time." Yeah, away. Yeah, I saw one chick um, 
online, she's uh, like either Japanese or Korean. She didn't play this Monster Hunter, but the last one, she put 7,000 hours. I can believe it. What? I know. I can believe it. I know. So, well, think about, like, Ninja's a bad example, but the amount of time he puts into Fortnite is crazy, but he's making millions of dollars off of it. That's his job. Yeah, that's that's, that's all you have to dedicate yourself oh, to is just for, that. For sure. When you uh, play games for a living or like when you get into, I guess, the game industry for like, this is my job now, it's sort of like, that's like what it was for me of like, uh, I, I can't, I'm not going to play games for fun anymore. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's just a different But is it still fun though? It's still fun, right? It's still, it's going to sound really bad. <laughs> um, it's still fun in a sense of like, I do enjoy just like, uh... Because a lot of people, a lot of, say, like, indie developers, they look at big, just dumb shooters such as Fortnite and, um, say, Call of Duty with, like, contempt. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like how, say, an indie film uh, producer looks at, say, a Michael Bay Transformers movie with, like, oh, fuck, it's just a stupid, like dumb blockbuster. At least Avengers, at least, the, at least Marvel tries. I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those deals of, like... Uh, the only time I really enjoy it, though, is when I'm playing just like a stupid, dumb game just to turn my brain off and just, like, get some kills <laughs> for, like, an hour or two. And then, because, like, when I go into, like, say, a single-player experience, like, let's say the ne the big one right now is, say, like, God of War or something. Uh, I haven't played it personally, but if I were to play it, I don't know if I could turn my brain off because I would be just, like, critiquing it the entire fucking time and trying to break the damn thing. God of War has such a crazy following too just like yeah. monster hunter does just like far cry does i'll say monster hunter is the one i haven't played it personally but i know what it is and mm -hmm. you could there's just like i can't even wrap my brain around Dude, you can hunt pookie pookies all night let me I, tell you. I can't even wrap my brain around <laughs> hunt, hunt them pookies hunt pookies well i don't know what the fuck that is <laughs> so do you work for somebody or do you do this on your own it's on my own um we have i actually it's you pretty core people right i do Squad. have a core of people it's mostly uh chris and i but it's and we actually have an artist from UWF now. She's actually like handles all the uh, social media for the NBA program at UWF, and she's an artist. Um, but it's pretty funny since uh, within like the past couple months since we've uh, we haven't really done marketing. We just posted some stuff randomly, like say on Instagram. But uh, I've actually got in like a few resumes through like email and stuff. Trying to like uh, come in and work on the game with you and stuff. Yeah, and That's it's cool. like. Well, no funding. Sorry, unless you want to do it for free. Um, like you want an unpaid internship? Yeah. No, Chris mentioned that, and I was like, I don't know if there's some like. Uh, I'll give you a fantastic reference. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that seems kind of scummy, and I don't know, like, like say, like get UWF students for like internships and stuff, and I'm just like that. You'll I, get I don't high know if five. That's legal. <laughs> <laughs> get all pat on the back right there. You get the sixty time high five. Yeah. <laughs> You get my thanks. You get, yeah. you get my thanks and a smile. <laughs> There's a, I'm sorry, that that just got me thinking about Borat. There's a 24 minute deleted scenes uh, mm -hmm. clip of Borat, and I suggest everyone, all six of you listeners, and both of you guys watch it. It's I haven't amazing. actually seen all of Borat. You haven't seen Borat? Well, no. I've seen Borat a few times. It's, I've oh, seen man. bits and pieces. I've never it's seen. A, a nice. I've never sat down it's and seen nice. it all the way through. I've seen Bruno more than I've seen Borat actually. Mm. Which one do you prefer? I think I prefer Bruno because Borat yeah. really annoyed me. Really? I mean, like, Borat, after a little while, annoyed the <laughs> shit out of me. This one is just annoying Americans. Was, was it just like, uh. That's all real, right? That's, yeah, yeah. It's, real. Like, it's, like, it's like a jackass thing. That's where he's real. just in character. He wound up in public, on the news right? in some small town because they were. The guy Borat? Him. 
Yeah, because no he was, way. Yeah. So he was saying <laughs> some stuff before he sang the national anthem. Was that in the movie? Yeah, he it, no, it was in the deleted scenes. Oh, okay. It might have been a movie. I can't. remember. I thought in the movie he sang the he sang Kazakhstan. He he basically sang the national anthem, but replaced the lyrics with how amazing Kazakhstan is. No fucking mm-hmm. way. And it just pissed off everybody. It was at a rodeo. He was at a rodeo in Texas, I think. <laughs> where, like, you get you don't fuck with Texas. That so is it, so ballsy. Oh, like, yeah. everyone is just booing the shit out of him. They're pissed off at him that singing this ballsy. song. That is I'm surprised they didn't release the bull on him or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been crazy. Oh. See, I didn't know that, um... When, I, when, they, when the films first came out, I didn't realize. I thought it was, like, just a film of just, like totally just I know it's part of it scripted but I thought it was just like on a set and but then someone said no that's just like he's just in character in public mm-hmm. just doing the bit yeah there was there was one scene <laughs> uh, in, there was one scene in Bruno any y'all see Bruno I saw Bruno I've seen bits and pieces there's one piece there's a that. scene in Bruno where he's a gay guy in Bruno like right. an extremely flamboyant yeah. gay person and he goes to like conversion therapy or something with a priest and they're trying to get converted and all this and he starts like talking about how like it's like so like you want to like like would you like to like do something right now like like you want like, I think oh, he like whipped me. out his di- I can't remember correctly he whipped out his dick or something but he did something to where he just started hitting on the pre- he started hitting on the preacher no I I don't I haven't seen Bruno in a minute I can't remember it's I been again it's starting to get foggy to me but there was a scene where he just starts he just starts hitting on the preacher even though he's in gay conversion therapy that wasn't Ron Paul you're talking about right. Are you talking about Preacher? No, he fucks with Ron Paul. But I know he, doesn't... he fucks with Ron Paul. Wait, what? <laughs> he fucks with Ron Paul. Because he, 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 like, he, like, inter- he like schedules an interview with Ron Paul. And, and he brings just... him into his hotel room, right? Yeah, I think he like attempts to have... Like, he like he like attempt... doesn't literally attempt to have sex with him, but he makes he makes Ron Paul think he's about to have sex with him or something like Ron that. Ron Paul's like, are you some sort of fag, dude? <laughs> what a... Wait a minute. So I would love to know, like... Before they go into all these places of like how, like how in on it, like the people like say like the guys who like let him sing the national anthem on the rodeo, like if the, the they people just organizing the, the rodeo, like, here's what you're doing. No, no, like no, the people, he's got a plan. No, out. what I'm saying is like I wonder how involved like say like I wonder how in the loop like Ron Paul was up to this point. Like he had to have known just a little bit that he was gonna be fucked with a little bit, right? I don't know. No, I don't think like so. It. Like no, what no. do they like? How do they present so, that? Like I we're think, just gonna have a well, guy. Yeah, what, what year did Bruno come out? Like it, it was like 2008, maybe. It was it was a while ago. So it was a while ago when yeah, Bruno that's, was that's out. Before he's running for president, so maybe he's thinking, okay, big Hollywood movie, you know, coming out or documentary like, maybe they told him like, like how do they present it like though this is a big documentary like we're like, gonna talk about um <laughs> like, we're gonna talk about andrew von mises and his uh version of economics versus the keynesian economics like okay fine and he's in there trying to like get his dick wet and stuff you know and he went to it he's that like time. oh this is not what i came here for i'm trying and, to run for president at the end of the movie he went to a swingers party and he just kept trying to get with all the guys and all the guys, all the oh, guys were so that. uncomfortable. Oh my they were like God. shoving. They were like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here!" No way. What's that guy? Sasha. What's his last name? The actor. Sasha like Baron. Yeah, yeah. Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's a genius. I <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. But I, I, you gotta think. And I'm pretty. I know y'all ever see Bad Grandpa with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, yeah. Yes. They show like deleted. They show extras, or it's like it was during the credits of the movie. Where they would do a scene and people are freaking out, and then producers would come running out and let everyone know that this was all a film. Right. And then and then everyone starts laughing like, "Oh, we were wondering why you were so fucked up." There's still gonna be people who are just who are still pissed off though, even after the producers. You're like, "This is fucking bullshit." Yeah. Like, 
Like, I wonder how much stuff they have to cut um, from, like, you, you think they say, say film for, like, a year, and then you get, like, an hour-long movie. I don't know how long. I'm assuming, like, it, at least six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wanting to know, like, how much gets cut in the process, of, like, or how much they have to, they have to get out, like, you know, cut due to people, like, saying, I'm not cool with this. Yeah. And if they um, have to do the same bit. Right, over and over, over and over again. again. And just like different places. Like the one where Johnny Knoxville had his had his grandkid, the grandkid, you mm-hmm. know, air quotes, drinking and smoking. And stuff. Yeah, and, and stuff. some guy was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, fuck off, old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starts cussing at the... And then Grandpa comes over, he's like, mind your fucking business. He's like, you're gonna give Grandpa a back rub? <laughs> you like your uh, back rub with happy endings? Always. <laughs> That was fucked up. Dude, that shit's always me. I know. It's, Dude, that's it's, what I love. It's like, y'all ever watch uh, the Eric Andre show? I was oh. going to mention that. I was going to mention if you guys know the Eric Andre show. I thought those interviews were fake until I saw some behind the scenes. Apparently, he, he interviews them for like an hour. Like, uh, he was on an episode of Hot Ones. Are you guys familiar with that? Yeah, I love, no. I love Hot Ones. <laughs> um, Eric Andre was like, yeah, we, uh, so they only show maybe like five minutes of the interview, an episode. Um, on the Eric Andre show, but apparently they interview for like uh, like normally an hour. They're out how there. How can if you don't know what you're going into on Eric Andre, how can you put up with an hour of that? That's crazy. The thing is, I, I if you're if you're super, I famous. watched the video because I was curious. Like, are these interviews real? He said some of them are real. Some of the and you can always tell which ones are you, you can right. always tell which ones are fake. Like you, the actors going along with it. But there are ones where he said his most notable, and I agree, it was the mm-hmm. most notable, was that Lauren Conrad. Oh, And that yeah. one, he said she had no she idea. She had to was, have had no idea. She had she no did. idea. She almost threw <clears throat> up. She literally left. She, like, got up and left. <laughs> explain, what, explain what happened, because... Yeah. Oh, not... he... Okay, so he he's fucking with her. <laughs> Turn your phone off! Fuck. Check everything. So he's that check, was a rookie mistake, guys. Check your I'm watch. sorry. <laughs> check it. Well, you gotta so, check so much stuff now. Yeah. But, yeah. Explain. But, explain so, anyways, he's 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 been fucking with her, and uh, you know, so she she's already getting really uncomfortable. And then next, it's you know, he always keeps studio really hot because people complain that it's hot in there. Oh wow. And because she's just oh, like, shit, it's really, <laughs> she's like, it's really hot in here. And right when she says that, he throws up or fake throws right. up. Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and then, and then Lauren like turns away and she's obviously extremely disgusted. And next thing you know, he goes down, starts slurping up his vomit. And he's like, so Lauren, uh, what you been up to? And he starts slurping away and she just starts, she like gags and gets up. She's like, no, I'm done. And run, and just leaves. It's pretty funny because in the show, they like, and they had to do this in post, but like they really increase the volume on the slurping too. Uh-huh. They do. They, it's like, <laughs> the, uh, uh, they exaggerate sounds like certain noises oh yeah, they yeah, always yeah. like exaggerate it's, the noise it's pretty genius the way they do it it's amazing uh, I, I think I think even if because like uh, I want to say Wiz Khalifa may have like may, he had to have been in on it I think I think that's one of the people who I um, don't know Wiz got pretty pissed did he? I, what, like what, he what, I, know, I know some of them what, what happened there but I forget I, I've seen that one but I can't I remember the Nick Cannon one where Hannibal Burris was the host, and his yeah. like white dad walks out with his dick out. Oh, yeah. He's like, "Son, I'm your father." Uh, He's like, "What are you doing here, Dad?" Oh no, <laughs> it wasn't Wiz that got pissed. It was Ti. Ti got pissed. Oh, yeah, I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. See, the thing that the thing that's tough about this show is I know it's going to end because Eric Andre is now too famous. It's not going right? to work. Yeah, it's not going to work anymore. He's been arrested a few times. Yeah, uh, yeah. During his public, during his uh, little public shenanigans, like the like, yeah, because of the shit he does, dude. Yeah, 
Like this one? Hold it's on. uh, pretty great. <laughs> but the one where he takes a metal detector and smashes open a, like a, a casing? Yeah. I, 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 would like, I would like to think, though, even if uh, the guest is sort of in on it, they've she- seen the show before, they have to have like some stuff like planned just to like really like freak them the fuck out. I'm sure. Because yeah. like, say... Um, like say we watch show. Say we were on it. I'm sure they'd have something planned just to freak, like someone who's familiar of it. Someone who's familiar with the show. I'm sure they up the ante a little bit, of like just like because they they've done some crazy shit. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but they've done some crazy crazy stuff. On Eric Andre. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Talking about out in public. Right? No no no. Or I'm talking about show. during the interviews. Okay, I'm talking about yeah. during the interviews of people just like randomly falling. Falling from, from the, the yeah. yeah like that would freak me out. <laughs> Dude, there's one. There's one. Probably my favorite. Uh, like. Out, out in public mm-hmm. skit was when he was just sitting in the restaurant minding his own business reading a newspaper and this girl walks in starts scr- just starts screaming at him he's like how fucking dare you and stuff like that like you know alluding that they dated and he cheated on her or something and she starts slapping him throwing water on him she takes a ketchup oh, bottle and breaks Hannibal it across Burris? his head no this wasn't Hannibal Burris this was uh, no this wasn't this wasn't one where his fat girlfriend walks in on he's like you cheating on me he's like no I'm not cheating on but no no this was Eric Andre this is Eric Andre and another girl and and then next thing you know, she pulls out her brown bag. She's like, you know what? This is a bag of my feces. And I want oh, you to... And she like opens it up and throws it at him. And everyone in the room just like, no! <laughs> oh, it was too amazing. And he's just sitting there looking depressed after she leaves. And I feel like this might be one of the shows that if you're not into it, you kind of have to warm up to it a little bit. Because I had to. And I know my ex hated the show. She wouldn't let me watch it. Really? Like while she was here. Yeah, no. I mean, while she was here, I mean, I while hope, she was here, she I, uh, I hope you had your own like, free will. Turn that stupid shit off. I'm like, it's 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 genius. Comedy. It is genius. I thought it was stupid because I thought everything was scripted and fake. But when I realized it was all real, I was like, oh, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, that's what I loved about it. It was no from episode one. I honestly loved because it because I'd seen clips and stuff, and I was like, I need to get into this show. I, was, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, there's no way this is real. I was like, this has to be fake. I think it was the Lauren Conrad episode was the first one I watched. I was like, there's no way they did this to her. And then, like, I learned that it was real. I was like, this is fucking genius. And like, uh, there's nothing, gonna, there's going to be nothing like it in the future, I think. Especially no. with the way things are going in entertainment, the PC. Yeah. Like, I think this is, like, a one of a kind. That's why the show is amazing, though, is because today's culture is so PC yeah. that it's just a big, you know what? This is a show for the people who don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. I do want the real George Clooney to be on it, though. I don't know if he has. Oh, I do, I do the, want the, the fake George, George yeah, Clooney that do, they always bring I want the real George Clooney to they be on it. They do that there. so well. Because whenever, whenever they said that at first, I was like, no way, they got George Clooney? And then they brought that dude. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was remember, like, Hell yeah. remember when they had Pauly D on and they brought out oh, the yeah. lookalikes oh, and they oh all like Im- imitated each other and Pauly D's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And <laughs> he his, was pretty and cool. His, with it, and though. his doubles over here doing the same thing. What the fuck's going on? Oh yeah, and then Eric Andre has a double, and then uh, Hannibal, Hannibal has a double. But- Dude, oh, one of my other favorite scenes was when uh, Eric Andre starts beat. They just starts going crazy on a cop car, and here comes Hannibal Burris. Like he's beating it up and whatnot. Yeah. Here comes Hannibal Burris dressed as a cop. Yeah, right. And he's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You're doing some cool ass shit. That's what you're doing." <laughs> he's he with him. Him. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of standing there, like, "What the fuck?" Hannibal is a great stand-up comedian too, but he plays such a great supporting role in that show. I love it. That's what I was about to say. Like you have a good point. Both of them are getting to a point where they're both pretty famous. Um, they're almost getting too famous to keep on doing that. Yeah, can't people do the will same almost show. recognize them when they go out in public mm-hmm. now. Hannibal's easily one of my favorite comedians. I haven't actually Hannibal seen his stand-up. His oh, it's, it's he has like four shows on Netflix. I think really, they're fantastic. They're good. 
They're fan. One of them's the same as another one, so like I think he really only has three, mm-hmm. because one of them's the same material as one of his other shows. But might just be like a different see like he was in he was in Scotland or something yeah. like that. But no, Hannibal Burris. If you actually listen to his stuff, it is fantastic. Went, it's so funny. He did the uh, the comedy festival in Edinburgh. And a lot of comedians go over there. It's a 30-day, or it might be like 32, 33-day uh, comedy festival where you practice your set or a different set mm-hmm. every day on, on like, different stages at, like, different places. So you're exposing your comedy to, like, different people, and then it kind of gets, like, like you looking at video games. Mm-hmm. It kind of get like, the way Hannibal was describing it on his podcast, oh, yeah. he sure. was like, it was getting to where I was, like, tired of being there, but... I, you know, he still stuck it out and did it. It becomes, like, a very, like, I think, I think in any sense of entertainment, like, when you're in it, it starts to become very, I guess, analytical, and to the point of, like, uh, even, like, jokes and stuff, like, the structure of the joke as a comedian and stuff, that's why I, I, n- I never really want to get into a super big, like, I, I couldn't even do stand-up, but if I had the choice, if I was, like, say, talented, I don't know if I'd ever want to do it, because I feel like it would ruin it for me. I'm trying to, like, I have some, <clears throat> I have some, uh, jokes on my phone that I'm gonna take to an open light night whenever I give us get a, the balls to. Give, give us a, give us a sneak peek. A huh? sneak peek? Give us no, a sneak peek, huh? Give us a sneak peek, huh? I have, this, I have this bit about the Browns naming themselves the Browns. It's just like, why would you name your team after your last name? It's just dumb. It's like me, if my last name was Smith, going, like, I have enough money now, I'm going to own a football team. See, I thought... Or the Greens. I'm really immature. I thought you were going to pull a shit joke out of that. Oh, I have a... <laughs> yeah, I, have a, no, I thought you were. Yeah. No, I have a point. No, there's a shit joke in it. You're like, no, our name's the Browns. What color is your football team? Brown. Shit brown. <laughs> it's going to be shit brown. And what else? Orange. Why? I don't know. Orange. Really like I don't have anything for that. That's where, that's where it stops. <laughs> you do it like a, oh wait. No, All right, you're, okay, so you're orange. gonna be working on. It. I'm about to say, it sounds like you need work, but you're gonna work on it. No. I'm gonna be there whenever you do do this open night. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get hammered. Invite me. It's gonna be like terrible. Invite me. That's all, that's why show. you need us there. And then I have another one that I'm not gonna say on air right now. It's long, but it's like it's like it's like it's like a joke within a joke within a joke type the, deal. Or? The brown one? No, no, the other, the one you don't want. The to other say, one? The no, one. the other one's just it's like a story based, just raunchy. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I actually like comedians. Uh, Tom Segura's one. That I is love Tom. Tom Segura's one. It's like mostly too. just stories. Even like one of his specials is called Just Stories. Like he's like a story mm-hmm. time comedian. I think that's like the most entertaining of them. If well, you have to be like invested in the person the personality though but um it's a journey they have you have to be able as a comedian from what i've heard because i've never been able to do this and i have i have family members who are just extraordinary storytellers and the way that they tell a story they get you invested at first Mm -hmm. and uh that's the hardest part but once you have the audience following you on a on a path, right, right. Once right, they're invested, like, right, right, right. You have to say something. You can say, I mean, you have to like really mess up once they're like on that yeah, journey with you. You yeah, can't be yeah. like, you can't say something at the at the beginning of it to get them to go. Wait, no, I'm not following mm-hmm. you there. You have to follow you a little bit and then hit you with the bam and his dick's out. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So have you? <laughs> so, so you've been studying this up a little bit? Oh, like... I've just been listening to. Uh, comedians podcast since i've been in high school and stuff right. and i've heard them explain it time and time again i watch a lot of comedy mm-hmm. and it's just like i'm funny conversationally right but a lot of people are so what what do you think um how important is 
I'm also the, a volume shooter. What, what do you think is more important? Say, like, the wittiness of the joke itself or the, um, how it's, uh, fuck, I just forgot the phrase. Um, I think the delivery, the delivery yeah, of the joke. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, that's kind of like a vague, like, not really fair. Well, like, I think. It depends on the situation I think if, type. If your delivery is good, then you're witty, pretty much. Like, because mm-hmm. if, if you can see it coming, then it's, it's not that it's not funny, it's just that. It's not super special. The mm. ability to captivate to me would probably be a better quality in a comedian. But. Like I think Seinfeld is one who I think his delivery is much better than his overall material, which is pretty. I, I didn't. I saw his last. Spe- I think it was one of his last specials. I don't know if he's going to do another special now, but he, he like it. It did intermissions in the special to like just do like a documentary style interviews with Seinfeld, and he had like just like a road full of just papers of just like stuff jokes he's written and stuff over the years and just material that like it's he just probably sits so much. Like, it's like no it took a freaking road of just like papers filling up oh my um, god but uh, I, I do find that very interesting of say delivery versus the joke itself because I feel like if the delivery is I feel like you need both right yeah well um, all good jokes and bad jokes come from the same place right you're mm-hmm. trying to be funny so right if it's a good joke, then everyone laughs, and you can tweak it to make it better. If it's a bad joke, but you know there's something funny in there, mm-hmm. maybe you take it and you bomb, and you keep bombing. Because I've seen I've seen some some guys go up there at the open mic night. There's a there's a bar below the Days Inn off Palafox here in Pensacola, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of open mic nights. And I've seen some people go up there and not necessarily bomb. But I've seen them work on the same joke and kind of tweak it a little bit to where it's a little bit better next week, or maybe it's not. Maybe then oh, they go I back. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh-huh. So I'll go up there, and these guys will be working on the same joke. And people will still laugh, but the people who have seen it, have seen it yeah. they'll be like, how's he doing it differently You know, mm-hmm. than he was last time? Are you going first, or sir? Here you go. I was going to say, who was that guy we listened to on the way to Dallas? We were driving to Dallas. We were probably in somewhere in Mississippi. You turned them on, and I just fell in love with them. Instantly. You guys do that too? Like I, you guys listen to comedy specials? I do. Yeah, people, I, okay, I, I brought, do that too. <laughs> I brought that up to somebody. I was like, yeah. Whenever I'm on, we were talking about road trips. Like, yeah. Whenever I'm on road trips, I like to listen to yeah. you know, either podcast or stand up comedies. Thing. And he thought that was the dumbest. He's like, why the fuck would you listen to a comedy special while you're driving on? What? Okay, why? Okay, first off, I don't see why that's a problem. It's, it's just a, it's like yeah, it's like, like listening to music, why? right? You know, I, I I'd rather you know sometimes I don't want to just listen to music. I want to listen to something that might make me think mm-hmm. or will make me laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something to keep me going while. I'm driving 14 fucking hours. I personally get tired. So I can make my girlfriend piss her pants faster in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but who is that? You know, who's the guy, though? Like, oh, my God. I think, his, uh, I think we're listening to Kyle Kinane. No, um, it wasn't Kyle Kinane. Joe Rogan? Because nope. I turned Joe Rogan It wasn't Joe Rogan. Joey Diaz? Not Joey Diaz. It wasn't a podcast. It was just a stand-up comedy special. And you put it on my Spotify. And I listened to him for a little while. He's like a balding guy. Uh, kind of a deep voice. Mm, was it, Tom? it wasn't Tom Segura? It wasn't Tom Segura. It's oh my goodness! You know what? Look it up. Look it up. You know if he has a Netflix special? I haven't seen him on Netflix. I mean, I have those for Netflix for like really supporting a bunch of stand-up comedy. I know know they're doing such a great job. Comedy Central's kind of fallen flat with that, and that's kind of like what they were. Comedy Central's uh, gotten way too political with their shit. Like, oh yes, right, yeah, they have. To me, it's all really kind of now. In high school, I was pretty much a lefty. Mm-hmm. And I loved watching Jon Stewart. I even liked watching Stephen Cole play, uh, play a fake Republican. 
you know, because I, I thought he did excellent. I didn't watch those to like get news or anything. I watched those to be entertained. And that's and, I feel and like that's I feel how like people, a lot of people though watch those for news. They do. They, they take it too seriously. And that's why that's why everyone who watches like TV, like just straight up cable TV, mm-hmm. and that's where they get all their information. They're very misinformed on pretty much everything. From what I've seen from Trevor Noah, this is not knocking him at all. Um, I haven't like watched the show since like he initially got it. I think I watched him fucking month after he mm-hmm. replaced uh, John. But uh, I feel like he, I feel like he kind of took this some of the satire. I feel like he t- kind of presents the show more seriously than John Stewart did. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure though. I it's more of it's more of a commentary for him. It's more of like a commentary for him than like just entertainment. Yeah, I feel that way too because whenever I watch him, I don't laugh. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's not trying to be funny. It's just not funny to me because <clears throat> you're dealing around to me. And I'm no expert opinion on this, but to me, whenever you're dealing in the realm of comedy, that's one thing you're trying to make people laugh. But when you're dealing in the realm of political comedy and you have a show that reaches millions of people, it's kind of like, okay, you're Mm -hmm. trying to be funny, but you're also spreading opinions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that may be misconstrued as news to the untrained eye. I think think this was one quote from a comedian um, or satirist saying, like, you know, if... uh, like satire is no longer satire if like the average person gets uh, confused by the statement. Like for instance, if they're if they're trying to be satirical, if someone takes it seriously or whatever, or like you know if the general public mistakes it for being like actual opinions, like real, like say like news satire. Right. Like news satire is the biggest one. Like the Onion, they're so far out there, you know for a fact that none of it's yeah. real. The, anno- the Onion actually annoys the shit no, out of me. No, fuck that because on on the other podcast, JJ's Diner. Uh, we have a segment called. I was using that example. <laughs> yeah, we have a segment called Fake or Take, and I come up with fake news, a fake news story, and two real news stories. Mm-hmm. And the first two weeks I was doing the podcast, I got my two fake news stories from The Onion. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be like real stories. So it's so they okay, dabble. They've, they've changed a little bit. They dabble in satire, and it's confusing. That's what I'm saying. So, like, satire fails when it's confusing. It's confusing. I, I, I would, yeah, I, would if, if, like, like it. it's it's confusing to if in, in confusing in a sense where like someone mistakes it for real news yeah. or like real legitimate commentary. Now the thing is like with Trump being president, it's kind of hard to say <laughs> like it's kind of hard to say like yeah. oh did that because like. Because, okay, Trevor Noah pushed the narrative that there's a Russian piss tape out there, you know, that Trump's pissing on... Pissing. He's pissing on a bunch of Russian cheese. He's I mean, pissing. I, I would like pissing to think, I mean, that actually, I, find, I would find that humorous if President Trump was taking a piss on some Russian... Okay, well, the thing is... On some what? It's probably not true. Oh, wait, on, wait, what, wait. I mean, what's the background? He, what, what is he pissing on? What's the, what's the background I think, like, Russian, uh, maybe, like, prostitutes... Maybe. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like... (laughs) Okay. Here's... here's, (laughs) That's my president. Here's the claim from different people that in the the realm we live in, there somewhere is a tape of our president of the United States of America pulling an R. Kelly on some Russian chicks. And whether that's true or not is not known. But... It's probably not true. Even James Comey, from what he was saying, he was being very misleading about it. And James Comey has been super misleading ever since he's been coming out with that book. I think uh, 
I think people are focused on the wrong stuff. <laughs> I don't think you're right. I don't so care right. if like I don't care if he is or not. If he if he pissed on some, <laughs> but that's the thing. Even but, if he uh, did, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, Trump is a mud monster. Well, I I'm think he is. Any mud you put on him, he just gobbles it up. I have, I have like, uh, I, I, I have a very uh, liberal friend. I, I even have some conservative. Talking friends. about Amanda? No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> somebody else. Uh, but who refer to Trump as like a lot of people refer to Trump as like idiotic and stuff. And I, I kind of tell them, I was like, when you really look at it objectively, I honestly can't tell half the time. I kind of think you might be a genius of like because. It's, it's sort of like in comedy, for instance, uh, sort of like a Louis C.K. style. If you push, if you push like uh, your behavior so far to the point where it's like not nothing shocking anymore or expected, it's no longer a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he's gonna come back super if big. You, if you so like the stuff he tweets, for instance, you're expecting him to say some outlandish shit mm-hmm. to the point where like virtually like any scandal that happens, I mean, it could be quote unquote newsworthy and people could talk about it, but like say for instance, the Monica went like, and it could be a deal where like the Lewinsky thing was like within his own, like not cabinet but within the own like his staff. Mm-hmm. So like you know kind of like, but so it's not exactly the same circumstances, but still like, um, I feel like any scandal that that's not like you know Watergate ish. <laughs> I feel like any scandal, like everyone's like, oh, not surprising. Like Trump's pretty outlandish. It's not a big deal anymore. Well, I just feel like people, especially for this president, are definitely more after him for sure than people have been after, um, say Obama or Trump, like, or, or not Bush. Trump, but Bush or yeah. yeah. So people are just going after him. They're trying to find the most outlandish thing to get him on, when really, what they would get him on would be perjury if they caught him in like an entrapment or something like that like he got mm. in front of uh the doj or but the stuff with committee. the news now is just so twisted to the point where like even if that were to happen and like there was legitimate evidence like I, like everyone who really supports him would just call it fake anyway it's all about um, ratings the news if even fox news like my dad watches fox news that's the only news he gets and CNN's no better. I would say CNN's worse than Fox News. I would agree. I mean, I work for a Fox News affiliate. And just the and, format. I, mean, I just I don't usually pay attention to it. Just the format. It's kind of like instead of you know a podcast where we're all here talking, we all get and pretty much unlimited amount of time to talk. On on TV, they're like, mm-hmm. um, well, CNN will cut your mic if you say something they don't like. They've cut so many people's mics. It's on it's on record. You can watch it. And then on Fox, Hannity will just like tune out their money. He'll be like, and we gotta go to commercial break. <laughs> and this isn't. And what we got ten seconds left. Get your point across, and you're done. You're done. You know, it's not it's not an efficient way to broadcast news. Well, un- unbiasedly. Well, I, I I take the opinion of like, it doesn't matter what news site it is. Everyone's banking off of Trump anyway like Fox CNN like they everyone loves it everyone loves it they're all everyone wins as long as Trump stays president it doesn't matter what side you're on if you're a news network you win because people are if you have Trump news people are going to tune in on in on it basically I mean I have to for work but I watch Fox News every day and one thing one of the things Mm -hmm. I observed about Fox News is they it seems that they're strategic in this they take any opportunity to have a black person 
as a guest on the show to mm. speak on behalf like of a Republican stance. And I think that's strategic because you know how it seems like it's it's viewed more as if you're black, you don't yeah. like President Trump. You know, it's it's kind of that's kind of like the popular opinion, even though it's not true, well, not completely true. I've actually uh, seen it's, it's the popular opinion. There I've are had... there are black people out there that support Trump, like Kanye, like Kanye. Yes, but there are Kanye. Twenty twenty. I was totally so I was totally supporting Kanye until he said that dumb ass thing about slavery being a choice. Well, he. He wasn't saying. I don't really know exactly what he it's said. It's hard, but how how what do you say, say it in a good way? Exactly. He's like so. He's like you know they're pe- basically saying how uh, black people were slaves for two hundred you no know, mm-hmm. to four hundred years. Mm-hmm. At that point, it doesn't it sound more like a choice rather than it actually you know being something mm-hmm. that's forced upon him? That was like his thing. And this is a guy who is is obviously black, very black, and speaks mm-hmm. on behalf of his you know, and a lot of his music speaks on behalf of his people. Uh, it was something very shocking and random just for him to say. And sure enough, he says this at he says this during an interview at TMZ's office. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like right when he says that, like all the staffers like all stand up and they're like all like staring at him and listening to him. And finally, one of the black staffers speaks up. And actually, it was extremely. It was actually an extremely good argument. It's not like the black guy, the black staffer just stood up and started screaming. <laughs> See, at I him. heard a little bit of he, his argument. I didn't really like his argument either. But the black staffer, he, at least he didn't go. I liked it because he didn't go off on him. He just didn't get angry. He, yeah, he definitely didn't. He, get he angry. heard he heard Kanye, and then he gave his piece and said, "Look, this is why I think you are definitely wrong." And in fairness to Kanye, Kanye also listened to him as well. And you know, he, he, I don't think Kanye's ever been one to really back down from his opinions. Like he's pretty full of himself. But. You do have a point about not getting emotional whenever it comes to very um, controversial topics yeah. like slavery. Like to me, I feel I feel like Kanye is trying to come from a point. He's just not articulating it well. In that uh, he said that black people had a choice. I guess going off a quote from Harriet Tubman, looking at his tweets. She was saying, I forgot what the exact quote was, but she was saying, like, we could free so many more people if they only knew that they didn't have to be slaves anymore. Yeah. Like, because yeah. there was a oh, revolution so he was, going he was on. Saying, he yeah. was saying the choice of revolting. Revolting, yeah. That's easier said but than done. But if you do... Exactly. Like, that, is de- that is definitely I easier mean, said than done. And it's something... That's like, that's like dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, but it's like, you want to die or... Yeah. You could say something that... And you know in your head what you mean. But yeah. And trust me, I'm on radio and, you know, you say something and it doesn't come out the way you, ho- you, you tried to make it come out. It comes out completely wrong. Right. It doesn't matter what you actually were trying to say. How it came out does really mean everything. It, it sucks because in your, and sure, in Kanye's mind, it's like, I meant this in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. But if you do listen to it on TMZ, it definitely sounds like it came off in a bad way. Well, people who yeah. like people are who are going to present something and take audio from something else, they're going to twist in whichever way they want to present. They're going to present it. Yeah, CNN way they is a huge. It's so, also I mean, TMZ, like, so I mean, gonna, like but taking, they took like the. Like the full banter back and forth, right? From what I saw, taking yeah, stuff they, out of context. They, I mean, like, go on. I don't. I mean, go on YouTube. I'm sure YouTube would definitely yeah. have probably what TMZ doesn't. I, I I don't really know, but I don't want to play it here because I don't. I didn't like that guy's argument back to him because I don't like the victim mentality of like the left now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially now, even though um, it's harder to earn a working wage by some statistics, you know, mm-hmm. but it's easier now to do something like a podcast 
and make money off of it on the side or my buddy sells t-shirts on the side through the internet you know now you can reach so many people it's almost like you barely have an excuse to mm-hmm. you know not know something or not be able to do something like not I feel something. I feel well, like yeah. the argument from the left is they want how Jordan Peterson says and I love Jordan Peterson he's an excellent philosopher and psychologist he says the left wants equal opportunity and outcome and not equal opportunity. What we have now is pretty much equal opportunity. And for the left really wants everyone to have equal opportunity of outcome. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't agree with that. It's like we're going to make laws so that specific people from whatever race there there may be, they may be to get to this point even though maybe they might not be qualified mm-hmm. or maybe they might not, you know, deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's a controversial stance to some people, but you know we live in the Bible Belt, and it's it's really not. It's just a lot of people don't know how to articulate it well. I will say this. Oh, I really hope this doesn't come back to haunt me one day. Um, <laughs> I will say, I will say, um, higher education is uh, is uh, an institution that does that's pretty bad about that. Of uh, like with of, affirmative uh, action. Yeah, either through matching quotas or being biased in general. Because I know some. I know some. I, I I know some law schools are uh, do that, especially like uh, like from like. <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to go into specifics of it, but but uh, I I know there are a lot of cases of like people with like pretty pretty low uh, LSAT scores getting into like top twenty five college like univer- like you know law schools. Oh, it hap- It happens um, even with undergrad colleges and, with the ACT. It does. Yeah, and I've actually been told that, like, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've actually been told that, like, being Hispanic or black is the best case scenario when applying for, like, grad school and mm-hmm. colleges. I'm def- I'm def- um, I'm, that's definitely true. Being white's the next best, and being Asian's actually the worst. <laughs> yeah, being Asian's the worst. Being Asian's the worst. <laughs> you, you have to do good. So I feel like it's more racist than not having to say, mm-hmm. like, if you're this race, you can score higher or if you're this race you can score lower but the only statistical evidence they have for like white people being like the second best or whatever is that there's a majority so of many. white people really yeah, there's so many there's yeah. so many that I would are say... applying and and that white people um i'm not gonna say have had a certain privilege because you're where you're at in society now i i see how history may affect that in mm-hmm. some ways and how Black people definitely did not have the same start mm-hmm. as white people, obviously, in this country. But there's certain choices you can make in your life, whether that is go to like a trade school, get a job, or you know, um, maybe go to a a uh, junior college, or just do well in high school. If you did well in high school in Florida, you got bright futures. They don't give that to just white people, you know. They actually made it harder to get just for anybody because too many people were getting it. Oh yeah, yeah there's not enough money in the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah because honestly, the re- the requirements for it were kind of low. And that's my they realized thing, like, oh, it, was, shit. it was pretty low. Oh <laughs> shit! It's like low. students are smarter than we thought. Yeah, that's dude, what... it's possible to get like a four point five in, in high school just because of like honors and college yeah. credits. Yeah, like, no, I, I wasn't that ki- I wasn't that kind of student. Like but... I know, I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> I got bright futures, and I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> get free. I'm going to UW for free. No, my parents were like, you better. 
can get bright futures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was Same. like, all right, I'm going to get bright futures. Well, that's the thing. College um, costs so much nowadays. It's kind of like dude, you need scholarships. Freaking, okay. Like, uh, I had a friend who went out of, from out of state to UWF. Her degree cost $73,000. Just the just tuition. Into, yeah. For it's her undergrad? For her undergrad. Oh, and you know what's amazing? Yeah. Yeah, this was actually my argument. I really didn't. I So after I got my job at News Radio, I was entering my senior mm-hmm. year. Well, it was like my fifth year, but that was my senior year. And I really began to hate being in school mm-hmm. after that because not only was I working, I was trying to finish my degree. That happens to a lot and of people, especially if they land something small within their the industry they want to get into. It's mm-hmm. like, why, why am I even going to... Well, of course yeah, you I'm nailed it, there. dude. You got it. I nailed it. Yeah, I got it eventually, finally, right? But mm-hmm. this was my this is what I really began to think about. You know what was keeping me back from getting the degree? You know, some of the, It was gen, just simple gen eds like... Uh, math. I'm oh, using. Yeah, I, co- yeah, yeah, I took yeah, college yeah. algebra in the fall just because I hate math. I'm not a good math student. So if I can take an easier math class and it'll weigh the same as like college trig or something, I'll just go for that. That's fine by me because guess what? News radio or the next radio station or mm-hmm. TV station that I work for, they're not going to look and see how I did in math. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're not going to look. I, don't, I, I already learned this from my professor, my TV professor. They're not going to look at my grades. Mm-hmm. They're, they, no, they just want to know how, what I've done. Right. Well, they just simply they yeah. want, and do I have a? You know, some places do care about this. Do you have a degree? You do from where? All right, cool. Now let me see your work. I would say like any industry or oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I would say any industry or um, like a business that requires mostly say knowledge and certain software programming. Like it's more of that's more of just like. It's almost like just basic, basic, do you know how to do the labor? Not really. I mean, the degree might help if you want to like move up within the business or industry, but uh, most time it's like, okay, do you know C++? Do you know how to use, especially in the game industry, for example, do you know how to use this engine? Do you know how to use lighting? And it's not really the degree. It's more of like, can you show us projects that right. like, you know, reinforce that? Now, given like if people have like similar projects and say similar experience they're more than likely going to take the person with a degree just because it's more specialized but yeah you're right for instance like especially like a in like uh communications it's like do you know how to operate a camera do you know if i tell you uh do this type of angle can you do it do you know how to use uh adobe software like to edit sound and you know premiere for instance like how well do you know premiere show me projects in which you use premiere blah blah so yeah you have a good point and like uh I'd be well surprised if like, oh, the degree, you know some stuff. Show me some actual projects, mm-hmm. though. I mean, I certainly, it's now that I am a college graduate, and it feels great being one. Right, it's awesome. Right, of course. It makes me think, you know, the higher, the, the big university system mm-hmm. is almost unnecessary. I, mm-hmm. say, I say almost, because I believe that for some, it certainly does apply to them. But mm-hmm. secondary school, for sure. Like what is what is it that you want to go into? What kind of trade do you want to go mm-hmm. into? And focus on that. I spent five years in college, and a lot of that was me taking classes that I never will apply to my actual career. But guess what? UWF got my money. Mm-hmm. So that was my big thing, and that's when I, I you don't think about it as much when you first start because you know first starting school for me, you know, join a fraternity and mm-hmm. you know get new friends and be a part of campus life, mm-hmm. Greek life, all that fun stuff, and it was awesome. But then when you actually when you're done doing all that, and now all you have left is that one year of school, right? Then you start to think, shit, dude, like I really don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those things like that's just kind of like raise like you know how you raise, it's sort of like 
that's what you did. That's what the previous generation did, and that's what they raised uh-huh. or raised you to do. And like you know, it just doesn't really work that way anymore. And what's the college? Um, I wonder what the education system though, because this this led because my cousin and I we could have our own podcast just by getting high on the couch like we usually would. But <laughs> what we talked about this with the education with the with you know kind of the U.S. education <clears throat> system, it kind of goes with high school. You know there. You're gonna. It's like I, I bring up math again. I'll mm-hmm. fail a math test, and that'll affect me a, a down the road getting into certain colleges mm-hmm. and whatnot. But to this day, I do not need math to do mm-hmm. my job. I don't. I do not need you know trigonometry or mm-hmm. even algebra right. to, to do what it is that I want to do. Now, the basic math anyone needs to know. Elementary school, middle school, everything mm-hmm. that you learn in there, I think is extremely important because it's through all those classes you figure out what it is that you want to do for your future so even in high school but i think that they should start narrowing it down after a little while to specific classes that you are very good at because that really can determine I, I think that better sets you up to be more successful i feel like it has to start at a younger age but then that's where you get almost inevitably you get into should we have a private school system or a public school system you know well i was a part of both Right. And the private school system's great because it's smaller, it's more intimate. You are you mm-hmm. you you're, you're able to learn more. Like I definitely my freshman year at Gulf Breeze High School, I was way ahead of the Or game. maybe maybe not even that. Maybe it's not inevitable that that argument comes up, but should we restructure um core education? And a lot of people say yes. I agree. But how are you going to restructure that, you know? at a young age do you let the kids decide what they want to teach because to me so here's the way i look mm-hmm. at it um i have these books here that we read in college what you are read the books for, you're talking for, on podcasts for, for dr ramsey uh it's just books like the republic Re- the republic Plato, like, um, like po- political books polit- politics aristotle stuff like that so like political philosophy and the modern politics right essentially and mm. my point is Back whenever these books were written, not in English, you know, whenever they were actually written, they were teaching kids, like, they had pupils at, like, the youngest of ages, like, six, you know, to twelve, mm-hmm. and, and, what, which one was it? Was it Plato or it the Aristotle? The Republic. It was the where, Republic where the, you're talking about the education. Yeah, where yeah. they divided it into, um... It was at, different people. That was, like, a hypothetical. No. That he was sort of Plato? Like, you're talking about the hypothetical kingdom he made? Like, where yeah. you have, like, uh, the leaders, the second class, and the third class? No, no, no. I'm talking about where he had um, the athlete, uh, the the education, and then you had your athleticism kind of deal. You know? Your... Sort of. I, it's been a while. It's, so been, it, it's been a while for but, me, uh, too. I'm rusty but on I, it. I do remember that was more of, like, uh, that was more of, like, um... That was, propo- that was more of, like, a hypothetical proposal for, like, the perfect uh, society. Um, but you get into what, like, so... No, but he was, like, they actually learned, like, they had students and stuff at a young age, and they were learning philosophy, and actually how to logically think. And mm-hmm. we don't learn that until college, even, maybe not even in college. Mm-hmm. People don't learn how to I will think. Say, I will say, I will say, I will, will say critical thinking is lacking a lot. They don't um, teach it anymore. They yeah. just don't. I don't think the school teaches enough about life in general. Like, do yeah. you know how to do your taxes? I mean, do, you probably do know now, maybe, but Fuck I no. I have no fucking idea how to do my taxes. And guess what? That is something that that is a that is a classic argument. Everyone needs to. Everyone says that. But why yeah. doesn't everyone the school teach 
taxes when that is something that you definitely will do. That is the math I definitely will because have to do. Because they're too busy teaching that the ancient Egypt pyramids are tombs when they're are not fuck. even tombs. Like, no, they're not tombs. They're not tombs at all. No one knows what the fuck they are. No one knows about ancient society at all, and I'm convinced. No, because they're not t- They're not really <laughs> aliens. Not really, aliens. No, okay, okay, we are I'm not talking about around. aliens today. I'm just okay? messing around. I will, I, I'm gonna, I, we don't I, have enough time. We, don't have, we do not have enough time what to talk about aliens. No, because, but, what a tangent. What a tangent. The like, grays are I, coming for you. Again, going back to math. God, I fucking hate math. You know, I, I sit there, and I remember in geometry, I failed a geometry test, and it had nothing to do but about pa- parallelograms and all these other shapes and finding out volumes and bullshit like that. But I need to know how to do my taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know how to do a parallelogram. I just don't. They could teach that in math. I will say they my, don't though. I, I want to say my high school had a, a had an elective, a personal finance elective, where they taught you that stuff. My my my, my school might be one like one of the only ones that See, did that. See, I think it was an elective though. It wasn't a core class. I think middle schools elective. like we should be learning all the necessary math and shit. Elementary school, all the stuff like that the math. government wants to shove into your into your brain hole in elementary school and then in middle school yeah you have some core value like english Mm -hmm. but then they need to throw in some languages everyone from the u.s if they haven't come from a bilingual family or you know something like that i thought they taught taught languages in elementary school now do they i think so good i know some i know some schools do um i learned private school i learned spanish all throughout elementary that's good there should be more i I know i know more public schools are like like are teaching them either french or spanish right also keeping in mind i went to a private school yeah so uh, i'll be honest like i was given education wise i was definitely given opportunities that kids in a normal public school just simply weren't given you know i mean i i was very fortunate to get the education i got in private school but then Mm -hmm. i went to gulf Breeze, you know, public school and got to, you know, understand that as well. But that's the thing about our society as a capitalist society, mm-hmm. you know, a teacher who, let's say, ha- is passionate about teaching kids the Chinese language at a very young age, or maybe Arabic, Farsi, Russian, oh, Japanese. Yeah, for sure. yeah. So some of these languages yeah. that the does that the State Department and Department of Justice are like these are languages we need. No, for instance, like CIA. Um... Like uh, one of the things is like if you if you know how to speak Mandarin pretty well and you have like some sort of degree, come on in. Like that's you got a job. That, that's like, that's I like the only requirement. It's like you know Mandarin, fucking that's come why I on got in. My, my Chinese books over there. I'm fucking trying to learn. CIA would be pretty boring. Dude, all you like, do is look at websites. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, like news, o- some OSINT stuff, some open source. And all you do, all you do is just sit there and like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my aunt, my aunt uh, Maria, Maria. So you think she speaks Spanish? She does. She's from Peru. Married mm. my mom's brother. Maria. And Maria. 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 But uh, she, <laughs> getting a job for her, you know, she's had the same job for a while, but <clears> she, <throat> you know, getting a job for her, even if she didn't have a college, she, does, she has a college education mm-hmm. now, but even before she had one, it wasn't that hard because she's bilingual. Right. She's bilingual. You can communicate with, you know, you, you know most of the time, it's either you're talking with an English person mm-hmm. or a Spanish person. Right. And that's most of the time. So, you know, to be able to be, do both, is pretty great. Any any company could use that, so it was very easy for her to get a job, mm-hmm. even if she didn't have a college education. She does now. She mm-hmm. went to school, but now, but before even before then, it wasn't the biggest struggle because she was able. She was bilingual. Right. I mean, and realistically, then, a lot of jobs nowadays, like even if you didn't have a career, even if you didn't have a degree, like just train them for like two weeks or a month, and then they pretty much got it. Most jobs, like now more like analytical type stuff like research yeah probably a degree but like say like mm-hmm. say like just basic business or marketing or something it's like 
know, I will say there's when it comes to teaching a foreign language in high school, I felt like I got I learned a lot in elementary and middle school just because I, I I spent so much. time You don't time retain with it. as well. But I was about to say in high you, school. In high school, some people have never taken Spanish or any kind of foreign language. I was I was again way ahead of the curve when I arrived to Gulf Breeze, so I already knew all this kind of stuff. Have you retained a lot of it since then? To this day, like taking a total of 10 years of Spanish, like if you spoke it to me, I could get words here and there, but I can't really speak it to you. Uh-huh. I, so I, 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 I mean, I retained enough to where if you spoke Spanish to me, I might be able to make out some of what you're saying to get an idea of what it is we're talking about. When did you start learning it in first elementary... Grade. First grade. First grade. See, that's good. And, that, and it was like very simple, you know, like like, like, mo- like you know, like yeah. you know, uno dos tres, yeah. and you know, wor- certain words like a cow is this, you know. If in a perfect society, like we would find a way to pay teachers as much, or if not more, than the catch me outside bitch that's on Instagram who makes millions. Private school, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, and. But no, not everyone can afford that. So how do yeah, you compensate? For sure. You got to. If there's, I, I, it's sad to think about it this way because some of my favorite teachers in the entire world are Spanish. Is one of was a Spanish teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Montcom from Golf Breeze. Like this woman, like shout out did every shout out to Miss Montcom, Miss <laughs> Miss Mary. No, she was so cool. I called her Miss Mary. Not tie, even Miss Montcom. Miss Mary, dude, we were so tight like that. She was also my key club instructor. If, what a nerd. If most people, though, <laughs> are taking yeah. Spanish for only two years, oh, yeah. do you see a for, you see foreign language being mm-hmm. the next round of budget cuts? Could you possibly see that one day? Like you a, could see it. Like foreign language being the next round of budget you cuts. Because it's almost see inevitable. It. It's, the, the school board mm-hmm. is never really going to have enough money. Mm-hmm. They're well, never really going to have enough money. That's the thing. So should... Should kids specialize at a younger age? Should we have electives in like middle school and stuff for, for kids who say like us who don't like math say I want to mm-hmm. go into like journalism or like, uh you know politics mm-hmm. or something like that? Should you learn like philosophy and stuff at a younger age? I think so. Other countries do that. I think yeah. that in middle school but... should be the time when you start taking at our Savior Lutheran. We took a lot of electives and mm-hmm. uh, just like se- sixth, seventh, and eighth grade to where I already knew in middle school what like the direction I wanted to go in. And college really helped me really figure out where I wanted to go in that field. Mm-hmm. But in high school, there's a lot of people in high school where that is their last round of education. Like this is it for them. After they're not going to college. They're going to go to work. Or they're going to do something. But not everyone's going to go to college. Not everyone's meant for college. Yeah. So I feel like in middle school. They should be. They should start being introduced to a lot of different things, so that way in high school they begin to think, you know, what do I want to do? But they don't if teach, college isn't next. They don't teach cool shit. Like, like Louis C.K. has a great bit about mm-hmm. technical schools. He was like, technical. Fantastic sco- comedian, by yeah. the way. We were talking about comedians. Fantastic comedian. <laughs> Techn- One of my favorites. He goes, technical schools are places where they narrow you down pretty good. They go, you can do twelve things. <laughs> <laughs> you can do these twelve things. Pick one. I want to do For me, this, that was cabling. The Twelve things. <laughs> For me, I did Cox Cable in high school. Learn. I know how to set up a cable box. Oh, that's right. West Florida had like something like that, right? Yeah, they had a lot of stuff. Those, but yeah, you went stuff. to a tech school. You were able yeah. to really narrow down you know, certain things that you're really good at. But, but I didn't want to do cabling. To, but if you okay, then they didn't. You they shit, didn't you have picked the wrong career. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, they didn't have the career I wanted. S O L, but you went to the wrong high school. S O L. Well, no one in town has like a legal. They had criminal justice. Which yeah. is more on the side of like I'm gonna be a cop, 
<clears throat> or I'm going to be a criminal prosecutioner or something like that. Mm-hmm. You went into international defendant. studies. Yeah, I did international like, studies. See, what program, what high school around here, private or public, does that? No, no one. None. Yeah. And I think Gulf Breeze had a, <clears throat> Gulf Breeze had a model you in. But they were the only Which ones. Which would be, that would be like your intro to, yeah. like, to something like that. And they're the only ones UN. in the area that did that. <clears throat> I thought about trying to, whenever I was in the Model UN and I was president, I thought about going around to different high schools and trying to get them to create Model UNs uh, in the area so that mm-hmm. we kind of have feeders coming into our Model UN. Mm-hmm. But I just never got around to it. Um, brought it up, but it's just a lot of work to actually do. But. It's just one of those things where the career field I went into needs secondary education. That's why I'm trying to go to law school so I can have that degree. So I can get a job and then maybe do something else. Realistically, like freelance journalism, uh, I would love to do it. It's one of those things where I'd love to like travel to different like human rights areas and be like, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's tough to do now without a good job behind you whereas if i went into law for a few years i'd have that degree i could do whatever i want and uh legally i'd know what i was talking about i'd be like bill clinton like it depends on what the definition of an age is is she under the table right now no she's not so no i'm not Um, so back on the education thing so like what if there was uh this is hypothetical what if there was, like you guys said, uh, you got, I think one of you mentioned in middle school, you sort of start figuring out of like, sort of like what you're good at. Yeah, like some do. electives or something. Like, do you think there should be an aptitude test of like, you know, mandatory middle school, middle schoolers should take this and it's like, all right, you're good at this. You're going to take classes in this primarily in high school. That's it. I did sort of one of those things. They gave us like a test on online mm-hmm. and it gave you what you'd be good at and had like three things. And I forgot what it said, but, like, it was nothing I wanted to do, you know? Any mm-hmm. test they're going to give you like that, they're going to give you some some lame-ass career fields that you don't even want. They're, mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to tell you that you're going to be a game designer. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, I see, I see where it could be just a basic solution just, like, across the board, right? But, for instance, uh, Chris, the guy I'm working on the game with, he went to culinary school and then went to programming. He didn't know. He wanted to be a cook. Mm-hmm. Like, me, for instance, I want to do, like, uh, I want to be a psychiatrist, and then I was like, well, no, then I want to do law school, and then, no, I wanted to go into uh, game development. Now I'm uh, pursuing, like, like uh, I'm attending business school and stuff. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, like, people often change their mind a lot especially like in their early 20s. So I don't oh, really yeah. know a good solution because like, you know, you do have a good point of like taking intense mathematics and you just like, I, I know I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to use trigonometry. And it makes all. you just extremely so, unmotivated to want. Right. And then some people more. like math. So yeah, and some, some people, people do. Some people want to take calculus and, you know, yeah. freshman year of high school. That's fine. And Let them do it. And I say, yeah, and if you want, that's why mm-hmm. those classes should always be available. I just think that you shouldn't, Put somebody in that class who's not going to do so well because sometimes like that can determine someone's Mm -hmm. not career, not life, but it's going to determine college. You know, right? Mm -hmm. It'll or whatever you know, whatever if you if you even if you don't want to do college, but it it can determine a lot in your high school future and college future. I think too many people are going into college where you're supposed to start specializing. And then they're wasting their money because they don't know what they want to do. And then they 
they get there and then they graduate and they're like, shit, I still don't know what I want to do. Well, for a lot of majors, it's kind of the bullshit. Like the undergrad stuff is where you learn the basic. They say undergrad is where you learn the basics. And then if you get your master's, that's when you start specializing. Yeah, but if I'm paying 70000 that's like, that's what I was say. That's at least like a, like hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars later. If I'm so, paying $100,000 for an undergrad, I better know what the fuck I'm going yeah. to do. Yeah. Right? I remember, it's, it's some of the people that go into college, you know, I can understand if you go into college, mm-hmm. you're undecided because you want to experience stuff and then you eventually, you land on something and you realize, oh, this is what I want to do. But there are people that really do go through college and just do not know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you look at your college education and think, well, I learned all this stuff. I still don't know what I want to do. I mean, I got a diploma out of it. That's great. But at what cost? You do that, you do that it's a, a return of investment kind of deal. Well, there are a lot of people who uh, just like switch their degree paths like over and over and over again. Like pretty like, much everyone no in my idea. family. I'm the only one that stuck with their major throughout all my years of college. That's that's, why that's, that's interesting. I've never really heard of that either. Unless it's like medical. I never once stuck thought about it. switching. Yeah, <laughs> never yeah. once. I've always wanted to stick with my field. Yeah. I switched... I switched my freshman year. I switched my freshman year. Because, but then I stuck with it. Cause I, but I, I switched barely. I was pre-law and psychology, mm-hmm. which would have been great. I, I could have stayed doing that and been in law school. But then I wouldn't have got to meet Dr. Shively and, you know, had classes with I you. I always thought psychology would have been interesting. Me too. Uh, I, wa- I used to want to be a psychiatrist law. also. I feel like you could Me use too, psychology. actually. I, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. My dad was like, you really want to listen to depressed people all day? And I was like, oh. No, man. Yeah. Like I, I just like talking to people, and I like right. listening to people. So like my, my, I wanted to minor in something like that, mm-hmm. but and it's because I was also a peer educator at UWF, and that was mm-hmm. another reason why I wanted to kind of minor in that. I see. But with telecommunications and film, which is what I want to do, mm-hmm. they would that that wasn't available as a minor, which mm-hmm. I always found kind of silly. But I know they they try to find minors that can pair well with majors, mm-hmm. and so the other one was. Uh, sports management mm-hmm. for me like I coached baseball I played baseball and mm-hmm. other sports but even after high school I coached yeah. and that was something I know I was pretty good at and I really love and so I, like why not go and I want to be a sports broadcaster mm-hmm. so it all kind of walks hand in hand I see the value in diversifying as well like I did international studies security mm-hmm. and diplomacy and poli sci so they're much of the same well and so I wish I would have yeah. did like journalism as a minor so I could be like I could have learned how to write well, you know, write better than I do now. I feel like in certain cases, that helps. like some some areas or some career paths, it's better to have just um, general, like, across-the-board skills. And so, then, like, yeah. others, obviously, like, say, like, anything in the medicine, like, you need to, you have to be specialized. Oh, yeah, you definitely so, have I mean, to be a specialist in that, yeah. I am interested, because I feel like the communications department, how, like, did you, you, you were a communications major? Yeah, or, yeah. Um... Did you like learn a lot of good skills in the, in that? I would say they, they, they do a decent amount of film stuff. I th- I feel like for communications, it, not enough. Not enough, really. Is that you really spend one year doing film stuff? That's, and that's right. And that's you right. Know, it's, your, are, it's your last year. Like, yeah. Yeah. Schools like Florida, or and I'm going to go even higher. You know, Florida is obviously one of the more elite schools, especially when it comes to broadcasting. But a school like Northwestern, which mm-hmm. is you know you know when it comes to broadcasting, you can compare to Harvard and all mm-hmm. that shit. You know, you you spend your four years there really diving into your. That sport, is actually good. Yeah, that was critique you, I saw was like they you guys didn't really get into like the actual experience stuff of like using software yeah. and like doing your own projects until like the last two semesters. Your last year, but yeah, that's kind of bullshit. I spent well for my in my case I spent four years mm-hmm. getting there, spending money just to get there, mm-hmm. and that's why I, that's and that was another thing I thought about was it took me so long to finally get here like. 
and everything I did. Like, I, I fucking rushed a fraternity and went alumni in a fraternity mm-hmm. before I even got to the real core of my major. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And then you could learn, like, editing skills and stuff by doing stuff like this. You know? and, but you know what? One of the things that's obviously really important if you want to be a telecommunicator, unless you want to be a camera person or a production right. person, the big thing is public speaking. You know what really helped my public speaking was it really all began in high school when I was in Key Club and I was a lieutenant governor and president, but also being a peer educator. You know, being a peer educator and every day you're talking mm-hmm. to students, you're having to present yourself, do presentations to classes, or even when you're in ATO. Yeah, running and you're meetings. Running meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, that ATO, like I learned a lot about business just from ATO. Yeah, we sat down and ran a meeting every week for a year, you know? Yeah, like Pretty those. Much. So basically, like these life experiences mm-hmm. really are assisting me in what it is I'm doing today. And mm-hmm. yeah, these life experiences are because I went to school. If I didn't yeah. go to school, I wouldn't have had these, but I didn't have to sit down and take a test to do all well, that. That's the good thing about college and like public schools is the organizations. And that's what I was going to say mm-hmm. earlier is, you know, if you're just going to get the education, like medical, you know, mm-hmm. obviously in the medical field, mm-hmm. they're special specializing and other fields that require any, 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 like, any hard science. Really. Right. Yeah. Or met like, you know, engineering, stuff like that, specialize, mm-hmm. and you can get into a club, obviously, it'll help you a little bit more, but as far as, like, um, a poli-sci major, learning to debate, I would say, like, anything like that, in the social sciences, social professional science. studies, or business, really, right. anything outside of the hard sciences. It's like, you know, broaden like, uh, your horizons a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, I had a point, it's drifting away, here it goes, it's gone. How about that Celtics one, eh? Dude, I know. <laughs> Did you say that? Do you know I'm a Celtics oh, yeah. fan? I, just, oh, are you no, Celtics I'm, fan I'm a Boston fan. Oh, yeah. Anyway. High five. Let's go. Dude, I was... Who do you like? I was, who do you like? Who do I... Because I really don't have... I, I, we were talking about this earlier. I, I guess I'm an Orlando Magic fan, but okay. it's because I'm from Tampa, gotcha, so... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I never really got into the NBA. Are you going to put that on record? Is that on record? Or it's Orlando? on record. Oh, I, I guess if I, if I were to choose a team... Uh-huh. It would be the Orlando Magic. Well, so that way, and they suck. They do suck. So if the Orlando Magic, <laughs> if next year the Orlando Magic are doing really well, and you see me cheering for them, it's on record that when they do still, like currently, when they do still suck, I said I like the Magic. That's my team. Right. So when people are saying that I'm a bandwagoner, we can revisit this audio. Do you think? Do you think the Celtics are gonna get Bron Bron though? No. Do you think we're gonna we're gonna take them down? Look, I was trusting the process the whole way. I'll be honest. I I was rooting hard for the 76ers. I was trusting the process. And I still do. I think they they took a huge step in the process. But going back to the Celtics and against LeBron James, LeBron James pisses me off. And I do think LeBron James and the Celtics, or the Cavaliers, I mean, sorry, all these Cs, the the Cavaliers for the eighth year in a row now for LeBron, I think they're going to go to the uh, to the championship. I do hope Houston wins, but if Boston were to mm-hmm. beat the Celtics, dude, Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach. No, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, Boston has like no real superstars. So from not right now because they're but, injured. But it's the coaching that he's a young guy too. I'm excited. A guy so. who led Butler, who. You know, Butler's always kind of had historically. They've always mm-hmm. kind of had a pretty good program. Like, if Butler's ne- Butler wasn't a team that came out of nowhere. People knew the name. Yeah, they're usually in the Sweet he Sixteen. Brought, mm-hmm. He brought Butler to two consecutive national championships. Didn't win in, didn't win them. And I, God, he that 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 first team where they lost to Duke. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward almost hit the hit the buzzer beater from like mm-hmm. seventy feet out or something like that. 
hit, hit off the rim. And then the next that's year, that guy, and then, <laughs> that's that guy, that's what I'm saying, who's still recovering from a nasty ankle injury, might yeah. I add, from day one against the Cavaliers. Man, I fuck really, em. I honestly like the last time. Fuck them. I want to say, I want to say the last time Boston got this far in the playoffs was against Miami Heat, right in 2010. Was it last year? <laughs> I, I thought, thought. Yeah, last year we. Oh, no, it was last year. It was yeah, last year. we lost right, the Cavs. Right, right. Last year, okay. Isaiah Thomas yeah, was right. still with them. Which, yep. my God, that, that's another subject. But Isaiah Thomas James, just kind man. of fallen off the face of the earth. But should have stayed. We would have had him. Well, we he got had... traded. They all got Kyrie, which. I mean, he's injured now too, but you still won that I deal. Know what I'm saying. You won that deal. Uh, yeah, definitely won the deal. But looking at it now, they got rid of him. Like, give him back. You know? like, <laughs> come on, give him back. Hey, Isaiah, you can come back. You know, you like you can still we can still use Isaiah Thomas went from being number three in the MVP vote mm. to just being shunned. That's what happens when you're on Braun Braun's team, bro. I'm telling you, you got a star. Yeah. He's he's gonna get bigger. He's gonna get bigger. Till he retires, and that's when he's supernovas and he's gone. What's he? What's he pushing now, LeBron James? Thirty. He's thirty-three. I thought. Yeah. I thought I, I was listening to an interview. Oh, with he's, him. he's still. He's still got. Dang. He's still got a good amount of time. No, he's not. Him. Yeah, he's the way not he's playing too. Like the way he's playing. He's. Plus, uh, he's still young. You know, he still. Yeah. He still plays like he's, he's got, young. He's. He's got. He's. He's got a good amount of years left. He does. Fuck. <laughs> I will. I don't know. He might. He might just be satisfied after a certain point. You know. But nah, maybe he, not. He's maybe a guy he's still will, hungry. First off, LeBron James, he's going to be that guy who's going to be an owner of a team one day. Like, he's going to own, mm. he probably own Cleveland. Who knows? Or become a part owner, like join, mm. uh, what's his name, Dan Gilbert? Join Dan yeah. Gilbert and own. Do you think he'd ever coach? I don't think LeBron would be a good coach mm-hmm. only because, and this is, I'm saying this just because history has said this, mm-hmm. it seems like the best players do not make the best coaches. And I heard one guy say this, I can't remember who it was, so I can't source him, but this guy said it best. The reason why the really good players don't make good coaches is because typically the really good players are naturally good. They don't mm-hmm. need to be coached. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you can coach them, but they I don't see. really need to be coached. So it's tough to take the guy who never really was coached mm-hmm. and have him become a coach because this is going to be his coaching method. Do just do that. Right. Like go out there point. and do that. Yeah, do what? Just just do this. Okay. How how do I do that? Just do it. You think it's two different kind of people? Like one's more of a mental. Like I can draw plays in my head, and I can see. Yeah. I can see LeBron think dunking so. all like, over. A lot, I think the, so. the best coaches weren't the best players, <clears throat> right. and that's a lot of times that's why they're coaches. You know, right. or it's same with broadcasting. Broadcasters they can talk about the game, they can see the game, they know the game, they love the game, and some broadcasters probably didn't make it past high school ball. Mm-hmm. Or or they probably didn't even make the high school mm-hmm. team, but they love the game and they know it. Yeah. Right. But Tony Romo is an exception to that. Tony Romo. Well, you always have the exception. Yeah, there's definitely Tony Romo though. Okay. Tony Romo is a great commentator. Don't great even say shit about Tony. Great Romo. commentator was not the greatest quarterback. You know what? He's, but he was so damn smart. He's, he holds like every Dallas Cowboy passing statistic. Well, yeah, I mean your quarterback. Anyway, so. Okay, okay, Troy Aikman. Yeah, I think he passed for more yards than Troy Aikman. Okay, you know what? If look, I'm Troy Aikman, fine. You know, pass my pack. You know, you can pass my <laughs> passing record. You can break my touchdown throwing record. I have three rings. No, that's true. He also had Emmitt Smith and Michael Irving. Very true. And Tony Romo at one point had Terrell Owens and Dez. I'll take Michael Irving over Terrell Owens and Dez. So would I. So would I. Although Owens is in the Hall of Fame now, Let's just see. like Michael Irving. Let's see. And we don't know about Dez yet. Dez isn't looking too good right now. Although I think next year, whoever he ends up with, he'll he'll do fine. Troy Eggman had about 
70 more completions, but 2,000 less yards than Tony Romo. All right, that's fine. Yeah. But I think the Super Bowl's in the end. Are no, yeah, the Super Bowl's definitely in the end. And, uh, you know, I'm nervous this year for our team, but I think we'll be better than last year just mm-hmm. because of the fact we have Ezekiel Elliott back for every game. I don't know how much time we have left, guys, but uh, I was like going to ask you this. Seven uh, minutes. Do you guys buy into, like, the – I always hear this from old fucking men. So they, how, uh, they say they, – I don't know if you guys have heard this argument, but they always say like, if, if, you, if you took the best players now – and put him against the best players from like the previous generation. Say like you took like the best players like LeBron James and everybody now, and you pitted them up against like say like Michael Jordan their prime and stuff. They would get creamed. Like that's what the I, players I hear, now. Yes, I hear old in guys every say. Every sport or I say no, 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 just like I was speaking in general. Like oh yeah, okay. yeah. With like they always say, oh my generation played harder. They played. They were tougher. They were meaner. Blah 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 blah. I feel like yeah, like, I wouldn't. Stupid. I wouldn't doubt it, but I think the game was sloppier. I think the game is so much. I think the people playing the game now are so much more smart and talented that I think that today's mm-hmm. athletes definitely would beat the, the mm-hmm. players back then. But also, right. it's hard though because you have guys like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and, you nah. know, those Dream Team guys who just Fuck dominated. Uh, it'd have to be close. And Michael Jordan. Nope, nope. It'd have to be close. They didn't even have a three-point line when Larry Bird played yeah. basketball. Well, at some point they did. I was going to yeah, say, at some, at some yeah. point. I was gonna say, not I feel, at the very beginning. I feel, like, yeah. I, feel like Larry Bird, I feel like Larry Bird was just a really scrappy player. You know what? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with football in this. I would say NFL is a different conversation than NBA. I feel like NBA, there's a conversation. Like, yeah, NFL people are nowadays. huge now. Yeah, that's what people I was going to say. People are evolving into giants. I was going to yeah. say, NFL nowadays, they're so much bigger, faster, and stronger than they were like a previous generation. That's what they ago. train for. That's what I'm saying. It, base, it was their side I, job in the it, 50s. Baseball is like, my... all right, bye, honey. I'm going to go play football. <laughs> right? And then, yeah, because their salaries, their salaries literally were shit. Like, during yeah. the offseason, they had to take another job because they really weren't making a lot of money. You but walked I, in with, like, Three b- broken thumbs and Isn't then a crazy? damn like, coma. You're literally from like, if like especially if you're like a kid who like plays football and you're naturally talented, you were literally morphing your body for a sport yeah. like, throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. I, I find that I find that insane, really. How about baseball players? You know, I would because you can because baseball. I think that the players today are way better than the players back then. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I actually, Fuck I take that. that back. Not way better because you you have those very what rare are you about to say? players. What are you like, about to say? What, okay, okay. What what Robert, are you gonna say? What what you, you have to say? I'll take. See if I can finish my. Statement. I'll take all the players from the '90s over any players today because they were all juiced up. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh yeah, they were the juiced up. The I was like, no, I was about, that's I was the baseball they I want to see. They were you juicing. You know what? Those Maguire guys were juicing. Hit the shit out of the ball. <laughs> Those guys were juicing, but guess, but last year with players that you can assume were clean, some of the, I mean, some every now and then a player fails a drug test. I think that new shit. Last <laughs> year, players hit as a total in the MLB. They crushed the record for most home runs. That's because like the they didn't let him keep juicing. You let Mark McGuire and Barry would, Bonds keep juicing. I would say this. Do you breaking 10,000 home runs. Look, I, I you know what? Baseball was more popular back when they were juicing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was, it's, no, but baseball is coming back to where... I'm just fucking around. Baseball is getting back to where it's a lot of fun to watch, mm-hmm. and they're not juicing. Mm-hmm. Is that Mark McGuire? Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> on the plate? Come on. <laughs> Dude, I don't Dude, know. Uh, don't get me wrong. Was... Mark McGuire was my favorite player growing up. I was, Him yeah, and Barry Bonds. Man. They were my favorite players Barry growing Bonds. up. And those are two of like the spokespeople for yeah, steroids. They were the yeah. juiciest Jason Giambi, Roger Clements. Yeah. Holy shit, 90s baseball was fun. That's but what I'm saying. 
that's that's <laughs> you don't have that as much today, but you still have guys that are throwing 100 miles an hour. Aroldis Chapman, he broke the record for fastest, like hardest thrown fastball ever. Granted, is he going to li- throw as long as Nolan Ryan, who constantly threw that mm-hmm. hard and pitched for 20-plus seasons? I don't think so. I'm not sure. It's really hard to throw that hard and be healthy, especially mm-hmm. as a pitcher. But batting, John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Chris Bryant, all these big players that are now in the game that are just just hitting the shit out of the ball. You know what? I can't argue and they're with here because I don't, I, don't, I don't know baseball that well, and it's good that they're clean. Well um, it's good that they're clean. I'm just saying. If everyone's I would juicing, take a '90s team. Is, if if everyone juices is is juicing then cheating? <laughs> Look, I just think that that's each, the question. I'm just fucking here's, around. Here's, here's my. This is my theory. My theory is that sports are yeah. going to continue to get better because it seems like the bar continues to get raised. Mm-hmm. So as you're growing up, you're having you, and you have that drive. You mm-hmm. want to be this, or you know your you know, your coaches, your dad, whoever mm-hmm. pushes you to be this kind of level. You're having to exceed that bar, which means you're aiming higher. Which means, which yeah. I would imagine your your probability. That's of what I'm saying. It started from a much, is going to be better. It started from a much earlier age now, yeah. where like they are morphing their bodies at like age five to like fit a game. Like Davis, um, no one's ever going to beat his 24 consecutive putt record in the. Damn uh, right, no one is. What, what tournament was that? It was this putting contest I did in California, but it was a it was like a random mm-hmm. bullshit putting contest where I won a putter, but I ended up on the Instagram page of Cleveland Golf. Tiger Woods couldn't do that. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see if, if we'll ever get to you a point can. where like the records for everything are so high that there's like no way anybody would ever surpass them. <laughs> like it's tough. Like it's tough. I just want to see like that one like. A few superhumans come around, and like say in the NFL, like say in football, basketball, and say like any other sport, to the point where like they're just so good, their records can never be beat. It's like physically impossible. I mean, there are definitely. I want to get. I want to see if there's going to get to a point where that happens. I, mean, I can see. It I can't think of anything. Like, okay, I can't think of anything. Right I was gonna now. say going back to old school baseball. Pete Rose has the record for most hits. Still like four. Yeah, four thousand oh, wow. two hundred okay. something. That's a record that's gonna be very, very, very hard to beat. Barry Bonds. Granted, yeah, he was juicing a little bit. Uh, he had 763 home runs, but Hank Aaron, clean, had 755. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babe Ruth yeah. had 714. You know, he's just a big Babe motherfucker. Babe Ruth was a fat shit out asshole who like yeah. didn't take care of himself. And he hit, yeah, he died of cancer because he yeah. smoked all the time. Right. But it's good for but you. But although <laughs> although Babe Ruth, even though none of us were around and most people today weren't around, Babe Ruth was around. Apparently, he was an extremely good guy. Like he was extremely charitable, and people liked him. Oh, I'm sure that he just didn't take care of himself. He just did not <laughs> yeah. take care of himself. Well, he thought he was. You know, doctors like two cigs a day, you'll be good. No, he wasn't even cigs. He was going Don't cigars. Don't forget your burgers. <laughs> he was going like Eat your fat burgers, daddies. Smoke your cigs. <laughs> you'll be fine. Oh, I got a cold. Have you had your cigs today yet? Oh, no, good point. Have yeah. the missus make you dinner. Especially, like, back in the day when cigarettes weren't really, like, you know, the danger wasn't out there for cigarettes, so, like, even kids wasn't were less chemicals. It's cool, and, kids. Wasn't, there, wasn't there less chemicals in cigarettes back in the day as well? Which, like, Probably. Like, cigarettes, Probably. I, would, I think it was more just tobacco. Aren't, aren't just smoking natives, tobacco. Aren't cigarettes more harmful today than they were, like... Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, with all that, the chemicals they had That's to what it. I'd be worried about, the legalization of pot. And I don't want to get into it because we literally got we got to cut it off. That's like what I'm now. afraid too. But yeah. like, I know where you're getting. At. They start. Well, Cody was telling me something about Dude, how the stuff they make in Colorado now, like the manufacturization of edibles. Well, the Holy shit. Holy shit. The <laughs> the stuff that comes across like illegally, sometimes it sits for years, and instead of mm-hmm. it, well, not instead of, but there can be mold on it, and it's unnoticeable because a lot of people yeah. a lot of people look at yeah. it as they're like, oh, it's um, the little trichomes, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's mold. 
so a lot of people are smoking moldy weed mm-hmm. and it's terrible for your lungs and so that's another thing i'd like to talk about it but we, we really got to cut it short thanks for coming on uh no plug, plug the game one more time uh, tell, tell people where you can reach you yeah uh well we're about to change it's right now it's uh www.4kgamestudios.com but uh, we're about to change our name to the Abandoned House Studios and uh, the game right now is called See No Evil but we're about to change it to Blink. Shit! This is going to be an early announcement to like the six people (laughs) hearing this. Um, But yeah, we're about to... uh, we have like the demo. It's like about an hour long. We're gonna re- release it in acts just so people can like. Mo- we're not really officially releasing it. We're releasing it to like maybe like five hundred people. Just go ahead and just play it, and let's like work out some of the kinks and bugs and stuff. But um, yeah, once we get closer to releasing the first act, quote unquote, of the demo, is when we're actually going to reveal like the new studio name and then uh, and then the uh, new game and all that stuff. We're like going through uh, legal stuff right now, so we're not really. <laughs> Like, you know, so, yeah. But You're on the grind. On fine. the grind. On the grindstone. On the grind. This All was right. fun. I want to come back. Yeah, come back anytime. <laughs> I, wanted to get, I wanted to get more political with you because I, I know want... we, we used to talk a lot about, you Dude, know, we had some classes even... together and stuff. Full disclosure, I mean, I, it's become so toxic now that, like, when I talk politics now with somebody, they eventually get angry to the point where I'm just like, I don't even feel like talking. I don't get anymore. angry. It's just, I'm... Trying, I'm just saying in general. I'm a libertarian, and so people I'm are, like, trying to put me in a box. I'm about the same. Yeah. And like you can't put me in a box, man. I'm not I'm not a part of the two, you know? I Fuck just, your box. I just Fuck don't always I, I don't know. I guess I just don't always care enough if I'm just gonna be brutally honest. I know people say I I'm slowly care, getting to that point. But, but it is important. I, I, I there are people I know who we're 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 starting to get into another subject, but there are people I know who just get so deep into it that they just get angry and it gives them stress and I don't need that in my life. You have to. I just want to be happy and I'll accept whatever. You guys got politics and weed for the next topic. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're no. definitely talking about weed. We're uh, talking for about the weed. next episode. I want to talk about weed. I the like I find <laughs> I find I find like uh, how it's becoming more commercialized and manufactured very very interesting. Yep. Um I can get my my buddy on. I won't disclose his name, but he knows a lot about that whole subject he's been studying it for years i'll see if my cousin wants to come on too he's probably been studying it for years as well all right we gotta cut it short um donate to our patreon page at higher frequency uh you guys got patreon? patreon yeah we have patreon all right cool i need to i need to do some stuff on it though no but you can still donate <laughs> you can still donate catch us on twitter at hf podcast um like uh well i haven't said it yet but we are going to be releasing it to iTunes and stuff when we have about 10 episodes. Right now we have, I want to say, five. So it's not going to be released there yet, but you can catch us on SoundCloud at Higher Frequency uh, Podcast and also catch the always funny JJ's Diner on the same page. Um, you got anything, Davis? Just donate to the page, listen to our shit, and y'all have a good day. Yeah, have fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye-bye. listen to another episode dude that was it dude that was actually pretty neat i liked it dude talking about video games and then i I, those just the conversations that we just kind of rolled into yeah this happened naturally and we did it all without any weed or alcohol how uh, how yeah i'm proud of myself
you know, the alcohol usually gets gets the lips going, or any coffee. You know, the co- coffee usually helps me with the talking, with the talking and the fancy stuff. So, you know, you know, man. Yeah, we'll have him back. We'll do part two with him. Yeah, because well, I feel like there's so much more we probably could have talked about. And well, we got, yeah, we, we were got a little like four constrained. solid. Co- we got like four solid topics out of it though. Yeah, we were constrained a little bit. I I had to leave early, but uh, we try to aim to do these podcasts on days where we have as much time as possible. And we just tried to squeeze that one in just because uh, we want to get some episodes out to you guys weekly or bi-weekly as much as we can. So, you know, we're trying to get them out there, but we'll have them back on again um, just because David and I are really, uh, really good buddies and we we can flow well. We got good chemistry and he's a good conversationalist. Jeez. But, uh, but anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hit us up on our uh, Patreon page, Higher Frequency. <laughs> podcast on patreon and uh we'll be giving you guys exclusive content if y'all donate on that page and also hit us up on twitter at higher frequency or it's hf podcasts at hf podcasts and uh we're also on youtube and all that and we're gonna start the twitter facebook and youtube campaigns as soon as we hit our desired number of episodes and we can get those out to an rss feed to your spotify and itunes feed which else? we know you guys will love. Yeah, y'all are just going to love it. And if there are any topics you think we should be talking about, you can always shoot us a message on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. We may not know what the hell we're talking about though when it comes to it. So. Uh, we'll do some research. If, if there's a topic that we're going to talk about, we're going to do research on it. Just like um, if we're going to talk about a conspiracy theory, we'll take a couple You're, weeks or a week or two to uh I'm always down to talk about it. conspiracy theories oh, cuz yeah, I mainly think too. they're stupid but I always love hearing people's arguments so I think this should be fun. Oh, uh, we can do that definitely anytime. I, I always love conspiracy theories. But uh what was I going to say? Dang it. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, um Oh, no, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Fuck. It was important. It was super important. We should just go ahead and wrap this one. Yeah, we should. Are you gonna go see Deadpool? Deadpool's coming out. I you don't. Saw, oh, you don't see the Marvel. I saw you don't like, like half Marvel of the stuff. first one, mm-hmm. and did not see the second one, or it hadn't even come out yet. Dude, so I'm, probably not. I'm trying for the life of me to remember, but I can't. Man, someone sent me a link today of the, uh, you know, like oh, the, all the spoilers for the Avengers. Click on this link right here, and it was just a giant black dick. <laughs> but I but I knew it was gonna be a giant. I like knew it was gonna be something was one of those. that wasn't serious because it was like, okay, why would I randomly get this message from a friend of mine? Mm-hmm. You remember? And uh, it was a big black dick. You remember when uh, people first heard about like uh, meatspin.com and like lemon party and stuff like that? Okay, I've heard of you, lemon party. You heard which of lemon is party? Disgusting. It's a bunch of uh, if if you don't know what lemon party is, it's a bunch of old old men naked men just just boning each other in a room on a website and then meatspin.com is basically just just a penis doing a helicopter as soon as you open the page it's in the name yeah meatspin and and you open it and the song, song starts playing you spin me right round baby right round yeah like a record baby yeah. right round those things go my like my, a dick spinning like a right, dick spinning, right, in spinning in your face right, in your face right, right round, round right round my my uncle is notorious for sending out pictures of just dicks to people just like links to dicks that's kind of fucked 
Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of family members that, um, that like to send dicks to people. It's a thing. Like, some people just it's it's like the ultimate gotcha, you know. I have a, I have some cousins that like to send out videos of like okay so it's like they usually lead off with like a girl she's really hot and she's doing something pretty sexy and then like real quick it does something and then fucked a dick, up yeah or, it's, or okay or like like you're like there's like one where like a girl's like getting a dick slapped across her face that's how two girls one cup was it was it was like you know because you were like okay with it at first so if something's about to happen I, I, I don't know, know what's got, about to what, happen what are you showing me. So, like, I don't know what's about to happen. I haven't even seen this, but... She's got boobies out. She's sitting on the couch, kind of like a webcam deal. Laying down. Like, I have no idea what's about to happen. You're watching it. I don't even know what's you about to happen. You don't even know what's about to happen? Oh, she got a dick. She got a dick. She's got a dick? Yeah, she had a dick. Well, damn. I mean... <laughs> so, it's weird. She's a good-looking girl, but... No, that's a man. All right, well, since I already know it's happening, I'll go ahead and get out of this. All right, man, that was our podcast. That was our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Rudy saw a female's dick. It's not, I don't, see, it's not a female's dick if it's, if, if she there's male, a dick. It's a she-male, right? Yeah, yeah, you get, that's closer. It's definitely, it's definitely not a, just a she. I mean, if she wants to be called she, I would, I would call her if she asked me to call her she. Obviously, oh. I'll call her she just looking at it because you wouldn't tell. You wouldn't know that there's a dick there, but... We're, like, starting to get into another conversation. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's it's fine. We can have... It's only seven minutes right now. I don't know. My stance <laughs> on that, we, we can have a whole podcast about, but it's, uh... Like, if you have a dick, you have a dick, you know? It's biological, kind of. It's hard to... Hard to discri- you know, if I had a vagina, I'd be a female. I think you identify... It's, so your gender is one thing. It's... Then you start getting to the top. That that should be another topic because I do have. I think I look differently on that. But you think there's like seventy two gen- gen- genders or something like Yale says, like Harvard. Well, Yale there are, and I it. actually have been through that list, and it's hard to comprehend in a way because I I I am a cisgendered male. Can you believe I'm having to say that? I am a cisgendered you, male. I go by the that. pronouns of he, him, his, and yeah. That stuff, I, I went to a conference in Denver back in November. That was a real thing. I had, I was like, why the fuck are people, like, introducing themselves as pronouns? Like, what, why the fuck are people saying, hi, my name is Jake. I go by him, he, his. Of course you do, right? Of course you do. But then someone finally was like, oh, here's why do, it's Jake. happening. It's because some people here may not identify as that. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's because people but, are snowflakes now, man. You but it's it, because people are snowflakes. That's all it is. It introduced me to a whole new world of... You know, sexuality and transgender and all that fun stuff. So that'll be another podcast for another time because I know it'll be a long podcast. And in fact, I feel like we need to have some kind of like expert in here that could really provide some kind of perspective. An expert on gender, it. I don't want an expert on gender in here. I want an expert on biology to tell the had, expert on gender. What if we had gender? someone on over here who is, you know, they identify, they're like, you know, they're transgender. And then we have someone here who maybe is like, no, like I do not look that way at all. It's either you're male or like pig. Yeah, I agree with Pig on a lot of stuff, and see, I don't. On here. I think, I think, I think he kind of is blowing too much steam sometimes. Well, if you read him on Facebook, he's just trying to he's just trying to inflame people, and he told me that he, that's what he does, and even on Twitter. But like, if you actually sit down and talk to him, he believes in what like Jordan Peterson believes, and Jordan Peterson is a very smart clinical psychologist. This guy has written a couple books, 
and he came out with a new one, um, The 12 Steps to Life, some, something, I forgot the title of the book, but I'm going to buy it, because I, I love Jordan Peterson, and, and a whole bunch of conservative people like Ben Shapiro, and a whole bunch of new, like, political thinkers, like, this thing about, about 58 genders, or 72 genders, it's, it's just like, how far are you going to go? Like, can I, can I call myself, can I call myself a hat? Okay, I identify as a hat, and I like to be worn. Dude, you're a motherfucking hat. I'm a motherfucking hat. But, but, you have people where they're like, okay, I'm, I'm gender fluid, so one minute I can be a guy, and then the next minute I'm a girl, and the next minute I'm Cynthia, and so... These people on see on, that's more of a head scratcher to me. It's it's definitely a head scratcher, but then you have the transgender community. It's like okay, that's cool. It's like no, you can't. You you whatever happened to accepting yourself for who you are? If you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. And if you're born like, if you're born uh, a hermaphrodite, which is what we used to call these people, is what we used to call you know trans people who were born with both parts. You're a hermaphrodite. That that happens sometimes, you know. And if you want to get a sex change surgery, that's fine. I don't disagree with you being able to do that. I disagree with you limiting people's speech, like in Canada, where now if you misgender someone, it's a hate crime and you can go to jail. I disagree that with that sucks. stuff. Yeah. And because it, I look at you and to me, you you look like a man. I'm sorry if I if I it, well, was It doesn't wrong. even matter what you look like, according to them. It, it matters what they feel. It's it's like I'm not concerned about your feelings. I'm concerned about what what the majority of people are and what we have been taught for thousands of years. Here's what uh, so I I know someone who identifies as pansexual, which is what that so what that is. is I had to look it up. Pansexual means you don't look at somebody and see gender. So I'm you a pan. See, I'm, I'm you, a pan. I'm you, a bacon pan. Yeah, it's like you look at a pan. <laughs> what is it, male or female? It's a fucking pan. Pan. That's basically what it is. Like this person is just a human being. They're not male. They're not female. They're just a human being. It's like, do you so suck this dick? person, no, I but it's crazy. Bread, this girl dates a guy. Yeah, she dates a guy, but she identifies as pansexual. So I, I dated, guess I dated if you a girl to, who was pansexual. I guess if you if you if you were to say you know what your I guess your pronoun would be it, would it? Or yeah. they they yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I I think I think you're because I know people can't identify as it. That's a thing. I just don't think pronouns should be demanded of people. You shouldn't get hurt for, like, like if I call someone a she because it looks like a she, you know, I don't think I should be should be raked over the coals, you know. Here's how I look at it. I look at it as if you, you know, tell me, you know, you're this, that, and the other, I'm not going to at all question you. I'll go with it. I, I, I feel like if I'm going to tell you that you are a man or you're a female and you disagree and I continue to disagree with you I think I need to have I think I need to understand your feeling because my feeling is look I personally I I, I am a man I identify myself as a man that's how I, I feel it through all and I and I am attracted to women well you can but, say it like that okay oh, but God. whenever you know, whenever it comes to the argument of, you know, no, you're not, you are a man because you are a man, I, 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 I don't think it's in my place to judge. Yeah. I, I don't think it's in my place to say that. I think I need to have their perspective in order to fully 
understand. Do I do I connect with them in that kind of level? No, because I don't identify as a woman or as something else. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it just goes back to biology, man. If if you're a guy and you got a dick, you're a guy, you know? If you're a girl and you got a vagina, you're a girl. And I'd say that's your gender, that, but I think now it's starting to become... No, no, that's your sex. You're, that's your sex, I mean. Sorry, that's your sex. Your gender, but your gender is how you is the identify same, no, with yourself. No that's way. That's what we're starting to get to now. Yeah. And do I understand it completely? They're just no, gonna keep not adding, at all. They're just going to keep but adding genders. You know, I think we're starting to... You hear to, about furries? Yeah, the, I've the heard furry about furries. People? What the fuck? Yeah, man. I'm a fox. I'm a, I'm a furry, furry fucking fox. You're a furry fucking fox. And you can't tell me I'm not a fox. You have to feed me fox foods. I like to go around and catch meeses. You know? I think it's ridiculous. And and the fact that people get mad for a conservative view like that, for you, for me, like, saying, you know, I think if you got a dick, you got a dick. And if, if you're born a girl, you're a girl. You know, it's 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 like... It's like it's true. It's just true. And now we're starting to make this thing about gender to where we can circumvent what's true. It's, it's because people aren't happy with themselves. Yeah. And they don't know how to be happy with themselves. So they make up this whole, whole charade about, oh, I'm going to make a new gender because I'm an individual. No, just be an individual. But if someone comes to you and they say, this is what I am, are you at all going to say... Depends no, on what you're not. They, it's biology. Depends on what they. Yeah, I would because it depends if, if uh, like like Ben Shapiro sat down with uh, this one, this one guy, and he had transitioned to a female, and um, I don't know if he still had a dick or not, but if he did, he he was like, so am I am I crazy or something like that? And Ben was like, yeah, and I believe it, there is a certain like part of someone's brain when they just don't accept who they actually are that they are a little bit not mentally like retarded but mentally ill in a way that you know that it's not a tattoo it's not just a tattoo oh i'm like adding to my body it's a it's a procedure to make you into the other gender you know and even if you are made into a female from a man to male to a female you have to take hormone injections you have to you know go through a whole bunch of shit to make you do that and then these people are giving these things to little kids and it's becoming a normal thing like like um like gay parents who adopt adopt kids and then the kid you know starts wearing like high heels if he's a little boy they go oh he wants to be a girl and they're like do you want to be a girl and he's the kid's just playing pretend. He's like, yeah, I want to be a girl. And they go and take him, get him hormone blockers, so he doesn't go through puberty. This causes like, this. This is why the transgender community has among the highest suicide rates in the country. Like, it's a deep issue, and you can't just look at one side of it. You have to look at like the facts and like what we've done throughout all of history. I think when it comes to the issue of transgender. That when if I kind of go back to my original point, if you tell me you're transgender, I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Well, are you sure?" Like you really aren't. In fact, let me tell you about biology. No, here's how I. I'm not conversationally, but if we're gonna debate the 
intricacies of of sex and gender and should we as a society accept that we have to that we have to conform to like 0.1% or like 2% of the population no i'm not going to conform to to your community's norms i'm going to conform to biology and the fact that we've known what sex is since mm-hmm. since like the beginning of you know time like men have been men women have been women forever and now they're trying to change that and they're trying to change law and that's where i have a qualm with it that's whenever i start to get picky about it but what happens if someone decides they want to be transgender because i look at it also from the angle of it's not me but they can already do it they can already be transgender yeah they could exactly so that's not the issue obviously the issue is they want society to conform to them being transgender but i also think it's because enough there are people out there fighting back and I, and I again if you want me to call you this that or the other sure i will i'm not going to argue with you on that i i see where you're coming from on they now expect that everyone's just going to your is your argument they expect everyone to be cool with it and since they're not cool with it they want to like make sure laws are changed to no, like, it's try not, and sure everyone's cool with it it's not my argument is everyone want to force people to be cool with it yeah no yeah exactly everyone is pretty much for the most part already cool with it but now we want to say that okay grown men who identify as women's aka what people back in the 50s would call creepos can go into the women's bathroom and you know do whatever they whether they have, like, perfect intentions, because I've gone into the women's bathroom, because I've had to pee before, real bad. Men's bathroom was taken. I went in the women's bathroom, you know, nothing of it. But a public bathroom where you got, like, little little girls in there and stuff, um, it's just not safe to have grown men going. You know, it's... I, I wouldn't want my daughter having to go to the bathroom with a grown man. I just wouldn't. And in, like, Europe and stuff, because I've lived in Europe... You can go. To, you can go to the same bath. Like in the clubs, the bathrooms are unisex, and it's fine. But it feels kind that's a part weird. of. But that's also a part of their culture. That's yeah. that's just something that everyone over there yeah. just was always a part of. Yeah, but now since we have separate bathrooms, and we're trying to see what I'm saying, they're trying to make it a law. Like if a store like Target decided to have a separate bathroom, I feel like that's fine. Have a separate bathroom for you know whoever unicorns fuck it but if you're gonna just say okay everyone can use whatever bathroom if they identify with that well how do you identify you know it just becomes convoluted and super complicated because then you have to question like everyone goes in the bathroom like do you conform you know if you're gonna have all one bathroom have all one bathroom if you're gonna have a transgender bathroom do that but don't force it upon law, you know. I think that ridiculous. if we had, if 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 it basically became a, a routine, you know, I think we should still have the men's and women's bathroom because you just have those people out there who, you know, their entire life, this is how it's been, and they're not going to change now. If you want so bad an equal bathroom, then maybe we should start investing in a third bathroom that everyone, anyone that feels and a lot comfortable, of people do already. Like anyone that wants to go but in that's here, not the, that's not the main issue. It. The main issue is. Uh, constitutionally with like freedom of speech because the people who want you to use the pronouns whether you realize it or not they're limiting your speech 
by saying you have to call me this, they are limiting your speech and your First Amendment right to freedom of speech. And, and your First Amendment right to really just have your own opinion about who they are because, because I, I could think that someone's a jackass for what they're doing politically and then I could speak out about it. What if, what if that guy was like, you can't speak out against me because I stand for transgenders and stuff like that and then they had but me arrested. I was going to say, if that's not the argument, then why does that even matter? That's not what we're talking about, right? Well, that's well, a, it's, it's very close because, because think about it. Once you start limiting any form of speech... Whether you whether you limit hate speech, whether you limit saying saying nigga or whatever as a white person, like once you limit any any form of speech, then that's an infringement on your First Amendment right, and it just is. I should be able to call someone whatever I want, but normally if I'm conversation like if I'm talking to a transgender person, I'll, I'll call them by their name. Okay, what's your name? Yeah, me too. Unless and if you tell if you have like a pronoun that I just so happen to use, then I'll try my best to go by that pronoun. Yeah, but if you're in a debate, I'm not concerned with your feelings in a debate. I'm concerned like with facts and stuff. So the question isn't like why aren't people conforming to us? You know, it's because there's a new gender every single day. So how am I supposed to keep up with that? I'm just gonna go with the rest of history and go with like sane people over here saying calling you a he or she on your you know, appearance, and if I'm wrong, correct me, you know, don't throw me in jail because I'm wrong, or, and then also, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're debating, man, you just, you just got to look at the facts, and then you got to answer the important questions, and the important question isn't like, why, why is this, um, the important question is, why is this community having some of the highest suicide rates, and they're, they're shifting the question from from important stuff like that to to like calling people bigots for not believing in them, you know? And I'm not a homophobe, I'm not a transphobe or anything. It's just whenever whenever you attack my character instead of talking about facts during an argument, you've already lost the argument. You have. But also I don't think they I don't think those they get so emotional about it. People represent, but yeah, you gotta think you can have. And like, see, they I would get, I could they would be get an, mad at you because you just I said could, those people. I could be an emotional straight person, but doesn't. And, but uh, oh, there, there's plenty. You can still be really shitty at arguing. It's I whether think, you're a good I debater think, or not. I think certain people are just the wrong people to represent that those people. You know, like because some people they want to say what they want to say, but they can't exactly get it out. Right. So I and then they let their emotions take over, and then the second your emotions take over, you're right. Boom! You just lost the argument because your emotions just took over. Yeah. But it's a tough it's a tough defi- uh, d- uh, spot to defend though. If you if you really think about it, it really is just because of the statistics that are going on right now and biology. You know, it's just hard. But I also think that as life has gone on, people have become more accepting of certain things. Like being gay used to not be an, an acceptable thing at all. But now you could ask most people. I mean, most people are okay with gay people now. Like people are okay with overall like, and gay marriage too. Like statistics right. show that, you know, a lot of people are okay with gay, with gay marriage now. I mean, still you have those opposers. Right. You know, the church and it, whatnot. Certain and, churches at But least. that's the thing. Like the right the right like conservatives used to be like no gay marriage no gay marriage and that's that's been won already the left has won that right and so i'm fine with gay marriage i i've 
always thought gay people should be able to get married. So they can do that now, you know? Trans people can get married now, you know? But also, I, my argument is now, with that, just kind of like using that as an example of how times are changing, I think transgenders are more comfortable talking about it now, and they're getting to the point where we've felt this way for forever, and people before us haven't been able to talk about it, and now we are standing up and saying, this is really how it is, and I know you keep sitting here saying that science this and science that, but you really just do not know what it is I'm experiencing, and I think that's their argument. But you can still have an opinion on it. Sure, certainly. But that's, you certainly can. That's what I'm saying. So y- the argument that... Just because you don't know my life, it's the same with black people. Like, just because you don't know what I've gone through, doesn't mean you can't like. We can't sit here and pontificate about it. Like, right? Like, yeah, obviously. It is very. It is very frustrating when someone who doesn't understand what you're going through is basically telling you the things that you believe are completely false. No, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, it's kind of like, it's kind of like okay. It's very obvious. Like, what are you? Uh, I'm gender fluid. Okay, do you have a dick? Yeah. All right, you're a dude. You're just a dude. You know? But to them, it's not that simple. It's not that simple to them, but, you know, it's because they're complicating things in their mind, and they're not happy with themselves. That's what I think. Because if if you look at the suicide rates, like, what's going on there? There's obviously something going on mentally with transgenders and even even like veterans like there's obviously something going on there's an issue and we can't solve it by just saying just saying you know okay i'll call you zimzer it's not going to solve the issue at hand when i was in i when i was in denver for the uh bacchus conference i went to which by the way had gender neutral bathrooms that was interesting going to the restroom next to a female that was in there uh, and actually, then she whips her dick in, out I'll get, in, <laughs> I'll get into that here in just a moment but there was a transgender speaker and he had talked about how there were a couple of times when he was going you know he attempted to commit suicide whether it be he sat in his garage and left the car on and then someone came home and opened the garage and stopped him or he thought about jumping and then just you know turned around and changed his mind but he explained what was going on in his mind, and it was that he had he didn't have any. He felt like he had no acceptance. He was very confused about who they were as a person. They were very. Uh, they felt very unwanted by their family. Also, a lot of times, family can have a lot to do with this. Like I have gay cousin. I have, really I have a gay cousin, and then th- she married a woman, and they adopted children to come with it. But we've always been nothing but accepting to them. Now maybe my grandparents. Not so much. That's an important part. Also dead. But that's an important part. Family plays a giant role. So your family can be extremely supportive, and you can be very outgoing and you know very confident in how it is that you're feeling, or you could have a very you come from a very you know a family that just wasn't very accepting, and maybe you even lost friends because they couldn't accept you for who you really were, and so you lose confidence in that. I think that does. I think that does have a lot to do with it, like acceptance and support from Mm -hmm. your your group you know whether that be a family or friends and stuff like that and that's why i think a lot of people when if they're not accepted by their family a lot of trans people go and they find other trans people and then they build this they they build this big thing it's like something's got to change something's got to change but they're they're trying to change the constitution and they're trying to change law when really what they should be changing 
is something else. It's it's got to be a mentality. You got to find what makes yourself happy, and you're not gonna you're not gonna make yourself happy by changing how the majority of society speaks. It's just not gonna happen. I think if we got to that that good medium of look, I uh, shit. I actually almost lost my train of thought. Okay, here we are. So I think if we got to that good medium of look. You're not like coming, like say coming from a transgender. Like you're not going to believe everything I have to say, and um, you're gonna tell me, you know, about you know, hey, I have a dick, I'm a guy, I know that. Just like from your point of view, it's probably, you know, I may refer to you as a he, but really, it's like no, I'm not. And so I think if we kind of both come to that understanding of, look, we're not gonna always see eye to eye. If we can just figure out a way to just still be cool with each other and not make it a big deal. But that's the, th- that's the thing. We're already cool with people being transgender. Like, what rights don't they have? I mean, they have every rights that you and me have. So, In fact, they so, might have so access then, to one more bathroom than yeah, you and I Yeah, exactly. Have. So then what, what's the issue at hand? What, what's the main issue? Because there's still a lot of... Like bigotry? Big, yeah, there's definitely a lot of bigotry out there towards them. And it's so easy to just turn off the TV or just look the there other is, way. There is, but it's not but inscribed e- into law in our society. You see what I'm saying? It's either, not like forced upon them to act. They can act however they want. They Obviously, want they, they want to be foxes and they want to be, you know, uh, Pikachus and shit. They want people to look at them like you, I would look at you. But sometimes you can't help but see a guy who's... You know, you look at them, they, you can tell they were a guy, but they're dressed and have makeup on, all that stuff. They have, you know, they look like a woman. They're dressed like a woman. Sometimes you can't help but have But they got eyes. that strong jawline. They just yeah. have that real strong jawline. It's real good for sucking a lot of dicks, you know? Bulging Adam's yeah. apple. But, you know? And then you, uh, you, sometimes you're going to get a few looks along the way, and I think that's also another thing they want to try and avoid is... The looks? They just want to be accepted. You know... Like, be accepted like... like you, but it's kind of like if I walk around like a, uh, like a peacock. You know, with my feathers out. You know, people are people are gonna look at you. You know, if you're doing something different, you're gonna get looked at, and so they should understand that comes apart with their lifestyle. It's it's a choice. You know, it's it's definitely a choice to dress how you want to dress and stuff like that, and it's a choice to whether you want to be a male or a female now. And obviously, inside people feel like I was born a male or I was born a female, and they're like, I can't change how I feel. You're right, and you should be able to do whatever you can do to make yourself happy. But don't throw people in jail for misgendering you. It's ridiculous. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think yeah, I think we both can see eye to eye on that. I don't I think it's unfair to do that to certain people who especially who have gone their entire life and probably never even met a transgender and person, so they will just kind of automatically associate them the way they associate with everyone else. You could be trying to be as respectful as possible, but you misgendered them. And so now you could be in a lot of trouble. And I would you hope, triggered him. I would hope that you triggered him. I would hope that the transgender doesn't get triggered, and hopefully understands that look, this isn't an issue that's going to get solved overnight. This is an issue that's going to take a lot of people. This will take probably generations to finally get probably get them to where they want to go. And it's going to honestly, it's going to be like a lot of acceptance from. You know, raising kids that are but born their direction, today and that's what raising I'm saying. them to be accept, be okay with that. That's but the only their, way. Their direction is is not the way it needs to be, I think. I think their direction should be focused on more important questions than 
these lists of genders and stuff like that. We did a little mini podcast in this outro, but this is definitely a topic we should we should speak on. Uh, I mean, again, I think we could we should have at least two guests on this topic. We need to have Hell Pig, and then maybe one other person that can provide maybe like the the side I'm trying to represent. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't know right off the bat who that is. Maybe we actually had a transgender in here. This would be a really fun show. Yeah. It could be a very interesting show. I don't know. I think maybe it, not fun. I but think they very would, interesting. I think they would start crying, from my from my opinions, honestly. Unless if they can articulate it well and they can not get emotional about it, because it's like they would like I saw this video the other day and it was this transgender person and uh, it was a guy but he he looks like a pretty girl and he, he was going around getting guys numbers and then um, he would call them. And he'd tell them, like, hey, it's, it's so-and-so, I got your number. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, one thing, I'm transgender, I have, a, I have a dick. And then all the guys would obviously be like, no, you know. And then she, she got mad at the fact that all these guys um, said no to her. That's, see, that's not fair. It's not fair because she, not mis- fair. she misled them. Mm-hmm. And... That's, but that's a lot of As things. a guy, I'm still entitled to like who I want to like. Yeah. You know, if honestly, like, if that happened to me, I promise you I would have done the same thing. Oh, well, no. Now, am I going to... In fact, I could be... I, I think I'd have every right to be angry at this person. Like, really? Like, right. Like, you clearly misled me. But that's the kind of stuff and, that this community gets mad at. That's what I'm saying. They get mad at stuff that, to you and me and normal people, is like, oh, okay, it's a given, you know? It's like, obviously... I'm straight. Uh, if if you have a dick, that's a deal breaker. You know, it's just a deal breaker. You know, there's an episode of Shameless where Ian is a gay kid, and you know, he, you know, he identifies. I love Shameless. Yeah, you probably know the episode when you. Uh, I don't, he I don't meets, know. I'm in season like six. I think this might be six or seven when you meet this kid. But this kid's, you know, he's, he's, you when you he looks like you meet him, he looks, you know, he like he looks like a guy, you know. Mm-hmm talks like a guy has a voice like a guy but he's a trans you know ge- transgender he w- he was female and transitioned to male mm-hmm. and ian doesn't know this until he, he uh the guy i can't remember his name but he tells him see this and is ian, a spoiler for me but this is good this is good stuff and, yeah and ian actually he's like completely thrown off like whoa but the, the the guy who's transgender he's like look i understand like i know like this is probably really awkward for you probably different but this is just who i am and I think you'll probably, when you get to that area in Shameless, it will contribute a lot to what it is we're talking about now because you start hearing a lot. Oh, it's definitely about, not going to change my mind. Yes, it probably won't change your mind, but you'll hear their side. No, I've heard their side. I've, I've looked you'll at, hear more of their side on I, Shameless. I went to a, I went to a university college where they preached, you know, sexual assault awareness and right transgender rights and stuff like that. Yeah, you were part of that. We're gonna, we're gonna try and try and make you become a man again man you gotta you gotta bring home your manly roots oh see now that's to. bad right there you man got to. you got to i'm sorry we definitely have two opposing views on this it's we have opposing views on Wait, a lot about, of things but about sexual assault awareness though because that no 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 you should it, it's super serious uh i'm and it's extremely hard to defend if you say it's not serious not really i mean it, i i don't think that title nine's a good idea like it's terrible, but that's that's another thing. We Title can get into. okay. So as a guy who knows Title Nine well, I do have my 
you know, yes and no's. So I, I could I could see that. I feel like on that, I don't know. We we, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, we keep because, we because, basically started a whole new podcast. Yeah, we did. But, I gotta um, go here eventually. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But I feel like without getting into it too much, like schools should not be responsible for taking legal action. That's what we have courts for. That's what we have police, and that's what we have lawyers for. You know, don't take it to this tribunal. If if a rape happened, that guy should be thrown in jail. If a rape happened, that should be tried in court. And now we're starting to convolute it with a sexual assault and like alcohol and stuff like that. And it's it's very difficult because it's it's again it's something that we're changing now in our culture in this PC culture that I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a good thing to get women drunk and have sex with them, but I'm saying if if a woman has one drink, you're saying that she is not responsible for her body. Just as you're saying, if someone has uh, drank alcohol and they get behind a car, they're, they're responsible for their body. You see what I'm saying? It's, two, it's, it's the same argument, but in the two different, in one argument, you say they're responsible, and then, which is the DUI case. But then with, with, when they're in charge of their body, you know, then they can decide later on if they're responsible or not. So I can defend myself if you want to talk about sexual assault and whether we should handle it on campuses or not. If it happens on campus or at a campus-related event, it would need to be involved. It would need, it would, first off, campus police would need to be involved. It's part of their jurisdiction to be involved, and they can certainly delegate it or hand, not hand it off, but you know, go. They can use. They can take the procedures they want to take. Title IX is also there to protect the student. Protect the female student for the most part. Or the guy, depends on who's reporting. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Depends on who's reporting. But, but also the- Title IX is also there for sports. Right. Title IX ensures that there are the same amount of men's sports as there are, like, or same amount of women's sports as there are men's sports. Cause, right. I mean, yeah. man's sports typically are more, you know, they, they usually were always more dominated. There'd be 50 men's sports and two women's sports. So Title IX ensures that there's like 10 women's sports and 10 men's sports. Yeah, that's how that works. Also, from yeah, the sports aspect. Yeah, I get that. And, you know, that might work for some colleges, and it might not for others. Others might be like, hey, we have way more men wanting to play sports, but we can't start a men's lacrosse team because then we would have one. You see what I'm saying? It's like it like goes either way. And so whenever you put this broad law uh, for, like, the whole country, it just doesn't work, especially whenever it's, like, hindering your ability to handle the the, handle it how it should be handled. If the, if it's rape, then throw the guy in jail. Cut his cut his balls off. Castrate him. You know. Not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, yeah. The heart that there's, it's murder and then rape. So why is that not handled by a court? Why is it handled by a well, school? Rape rape usually is handled by a court. It it is, but now now what. What Especially if to... the person is tried and they actually follow through, because a lot of times sexual assaults don't get reported, and if they are, it's it's sad. But sexual assaults, even if they really did happen, they can be hard to prove. Even if they didn't happen, it's hard to prove. The burden of proof should be on, you know, having to prove the guy. So it should be on the defend, like not on the defendant. It should be on the people who are trying to prove, like with Anthony, or I'm sorry, with you know. That whole situation that happened, 
that it took forever, and that ruined his whole college career. It did. No, he lost his fraternity. He lost, you know, he lost really his, you know, good status so in school. Seen, I, I, honest to God, I never saw him on campus after that. Yeah. So you've seen it firsthand how it can affect a male, a white male, who has a hard time in a college uh, environment to defend himself. You know, and who basically also like you've seen both sides of it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's. It's one of those things where if he would have been allowed to keep doing this and allowed to keep um, being in the fraternity and going to class, he would have benefited for that because he really did not do anything to that girl. Like, well, not do anything, but we can't talk about the case, obviously, but... Yeah, so it's probably... Yeah. It's a very sticky situation. But, but she basically got him, is what happened. Yeah. She got him good. Till next podcast. Uh, that's hard to end up on. You know, we started a little mini podcast here, but. Mm. Ring another phone. Here. Um, do you want to. Do you want to end this one or do you want to. Like, how do you want to do it? Because we could. I said we end it. We can. That can be like a good teaser for next one. A good teaser, yeah. Because that, that's all stuff that's very important. That's ex- you know stuff that we can talk about. And you and I obviously have very different views, but we also uh, there are things that I think we look because uh, like being involved with sexual assault awareness as long as I had been in college, and you know still I like still think I am. There are things that I learned that I was like hell yes, and then there were things that I learned I'm like I don't know, like I really don't think actually I don't know about that. I really don't think that's beneficial i don't think that's how it should be so i i I, and i always try to go into things i don't try to have someone preach something at me and then all of a sudden i'm like oh yeah because you said that that's what i am just ask me about religion right now yeah my whole life i grew up you know christianity and everything and there is a god but the older i get the more i start thinking for myself i have questions so that could be another podcast yep religion I i think i think you were a little bit indoctrinated into the uh into the whole world of feminism. I've got to bring you back a little bit. The feminism and the acceptance of all this PC culture. Mm, I think I don't know if you're going to bring me back, man, because some of that stuff I really do believe in. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. Like, I used to be a liberal, you know? I used to be a super liberal in, in uh, high school and early on in college, but, you know, the facts aren't aren't in that, in that favor. It's just not. And, and you can argue, like, different ways and try to bring up statistics but to me i feel like i i can back myself up pretty good and Mm. you obviously feel like you can too but which means we're gonna have some fun yeah we're gonna have some fun and i hope you guys enjoy listening to a a discussion and a conversation that that you can think about and you can send us some stuff uh if you have anything tweet us at what we said earlier, all, all our handles on Twitter, HF Podcast and all that. If you want to email me, uh, higherfrequencypodcast at gmail.com. And that'll be it for now. This We tacked on some time on this one. Hell yeah. Yep. All right. Peace out, guys. Three, two, one. Tuned in to higher frequency.